What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Reinhard von Krieger. Hello. What is up? And also joining me this evening, down in the dungeon, Grognak. What's up? Hey, everybody. What's happening? Uh, sir, not appearing this evening. He's Dogbot. He got trapped in some sort of Chupacabra incident. He'll be back Tuesday. But, uh, what's up, guys? Welcome to the weekend show. It's a little late. But that's because that's when our guest could record. We have a guest. Yeah, we. I mean, we did. We had to. Um, yeah, this is a good weekend so far. Yes, been. I've got a been a good Saturday. Yeah, it has. Um, the apes and I had fun with uh, my son this weekend, and uh, the hamster wheels are turning for the website and the RSS. Ah, yes. Is that your alibi for? You? not being in Georgia. Yeah, he was on the 8th Mountain. Yeah, which is definitely nowhere near Georgia. Yeah, so what happened to the RSS and the website, There's the numbers are going up. People are going to our website. I like it. They, they like our new website. I know. Right now, as of this moment, we're looking at 28,884, so almost 29,000, and that's just views. Uh, unique views on... The website, different IP addresses, and then on the RSS, we're looking at over thirty-two loads. Thirty-two thousand since downloads. launch. Nice. Yeah. Yep. About to hit thirty-three. Actually, we're ten away. Nice. Well, that's cool. I mean, it takes a while to build that back up. Um, but I know we were like, what? What did you say? Like seventy k downloads per episode at we one point. Get, yeah, we had a lot of international listeners too. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. But we're still out there, fam. You'll find us. Just just keep looking for Paranormies in your RSS. Just Anyhow, keep searching. Just yes. keep going to Paranormies.com. It's the yeah. same dang website address. It, it is. <laughs> just keep going there. A lot of people didn't know we had a website. And a lot of people didn't know we had a podcast. I had to tell somebody today, somebody who, who got into a beef with me on Telegram like two months ago and got banned and then apologized in the comments or something. I don't know. Whatever. But... um. He never heard of the podcast. He never listened to the show. He's just a friend, a fan oh, of the channel. Crazy. Just a fan of the channel. How, how many dang Paranormies doppelgangers do we have to beat down before we're the only ones? Well, it's not that. It's not that there's other ones. It's that uh, he had only come to us through Telegram, and he most likely came through a post on some other channel. Right. Right. He's like, "Y'all are crazy. Y'all are insane." Or if he was Germans. Yeah. No, he Telegram was um, has a ton of German users. Yeah, but no, he was arrested uh, left and right. And now he no, he he loves the content, he loves the channel, and we had a disagreement awesome. about something. So yeah, whatever. Um we got a lot of those. A lot of a lot of a lot of stuff. People a lot of people get banned from the channel and they think that they got punished, but we didn't do anything. We have a join lockbot because we get a lot of spam. So Yeah, so if you join special. the chat and you get banned immediately. Well I don't know what to tell uh, you, it's just that happens. So let us know in the comments. Yeah. Let us know in the, the channel comments. No, because if they get banned do. for going to the chat, they get banned from the channel comments too. And then it's just, sorry, this channel is private. And then they send me a message talking about, I got banned from the channel. I don't even know what I said. Yep. Yeah. Then find us in DMs because that's the best we can do. Right. Sorry about that, but that's how we keep up. That's how we keep out 50,000 freaking spam bots a day. Yeah. Not even kidding. And they still manage to get into the comment section. I love oh, how it's like. Let's get this trending on Twitter. 
Bitch, you're on Telegram. They just started doing that, yeah. dude. Like you're on Telegram. Oh, Shut up. God. Speaking of Twitter, uh, Elon is backing out of the bill, out of the forty-four billion dollar deal, and Twitter it's- is big mad because and uh, somebody tricked me into believing that Elon Musk was banned today, but it was Elon with the yeah, L was happen. a was an I capital I. Yeah, it did not happen. It did not happen. But he, he did he did supposedly back out. So he we is, will see. We'll, we'll see if we have an update on Tuesday. Well, what is, yeah, I mean, they're mad. He's mad about the whole um, percentage of bots that are actually on Twitter. I think they well, he, they highly underestimated what they what the actual number is. Well, they straight up lied to the SEC. Yeah, that's the big um, problem. So they'll probably get a slap on the wrist. The price will probably go down. And if Musk actually wants to buy them, he'll probably buy them at what? Maybe one half, maybe well, five sevenths the fact, of the price. Five sevenths. <laughs> the fuck is that? Five sevenths. Who the fuck divides have stuff into sevenths? Have you been around? Oh my god! All right. Well, you haven't been around the internet long enough, then. This guy five, with his prime numbers. It's five sevenths. The thing. <laughs> um, it's a yeah. It's a meme. Okay, fine. However, um, whatever it is, it's. It's a front for the CIA buying a front for the, you know, the NSA. Exactly. So, so like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like Spider-Man. Theater is what it is. It's, yeah, it's completely theater. So that's gay. Uh, what else happened? The Georgia Guidestones got blowed up. Um, don't care. Like that. Uh, red herring got blown up by a red herring. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else can we shoot down real fast? Uh, Shinzo Abe got assassinated, supposedly. Uh, I don't believe that. Um, the gun... The electronically discharged blunderbuss that had somehow a projectile. Uh, the picture of Abe with what looks to be a squib pack under his right arm. Yeah, that. See, that got me. See, I was thinking he was actually dead, but the squib pack. Well, mm. and then you get the video where you can see, like, he, you know, nothing happened. The first shot goes off and a few people jumped. He didn't. But then the yeah. second shot, like, nobody made a motion towards the guy like the fact that there wasn't a lot of security um the amount of security was very low and i know i know it's japan and there's not a lot of need for security but more than the two plain clothes guys that were like excuse me sir could you not possibly not shoot the president again (laughs) oh you did it again okay i'm gonna lay you on the ground now i'm also don't don't forget firearms are like science fiction in japan right uh, not quite, but yeah. But this even Skull even Skull admitted it is entirely possible for this guy to have built his own firearm. Oh sure. And my my point here is too, why did the first shot have no effect? Because this was an electronically activated black powder cartridge. Uh there should be no difference in the discharge between the first and second shot if this is a homemade double barrel. Right. There should be no difference whatsoever, right? And unless the voltage is is off, maybe. But I I don't know that that's still. the case. But the thing is though, is okay. So the shotgun were they? They were very stubby. Okay, um, and if they were slugs, they're not very accurate anyway. But right. past ten feet, they're completely inaccurate. And he was a good. 12 feet like 15. 15 feet back yeah, yeah that wasn't that wouldn't have been accurate anyway as short as that is um i can't remember the name of it but a buddy of mine has one of those little uh little uh self-defense shotguns it's got like the little baseball bat 
nub mm-hmm. of a handle. Uh, yeah. And, dude, first of all, they're inaccurate, like, completely past. Like, again, like, past 10 feet, you're not, especially pointing from the hip, you know? Right. This guy is shooting from his hip, cowboyish style. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't buy this. Oh, cowboy! But, but here's the thing. But here's the thing, though. It's like, what does it really accomplish? Abe's dead. Okay. Abe was like, like maybe like Jags said today. Uh, he was Japan's Bolsonaro Trump uh, guy. You know the national Orban. Yeah. The Orban. You know. But. Who knows? I mean, who knows why they're doing that? I mean, dude, Boris Johnson stepped down. Um, there's a bunch of other prime ministers are stepping down. Now your your prime minister, president age range is all within that um, World Economic Forum young leader band of ages. Yeah, and, and you notice, too, that you're not seeing a vast young people push for these candidates. No, you're not seeing young people actively like organically supporting them with like some grassroots movement or anything. These people are literally just placed there. That's yeah, it. they just pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> you're just now there. Yep. That's how it works. But oh man. Yeah. So well, the World we'll Economic Forum, the thing Tuesday, that doesn't, though, right? The, yeah. The thing that doesn't exist. World Economic, Economic Forum. Yeah, we um. Yeah, we have a guest tonight, so let's get to the content. Our guest goes by the name of Floats. He is a host of a podcast. Um, now, it's confusing to me, the, the podcast, because he, he doesn't do the other one anymore. Now, what's the name of the one he does now? Float Universe? Is that the name of it? Grognak? Correct. Yes. Okay. It is. Okay. Because I didn't want to say the other one and be wrong. So, yes. The name of his podcast is Float Universe, and we are going to interview Float. We'll be back with that in just a minute. Sure. All right, Float. Well, thanks for joining us this evening, man. Um, you are – you used to own a float tank. Uh, what would you call it? A floatery? A uh, float center. A float center. Okay. Um, can you tell, tell us, tell everybody a little bit about those? Yeah, it's a sensory deprivation tank, a float tank, float pod. Um, they've been around, John Lilly invented them in the early fifties and there's a whole, we could go into that, but, and then he invents them, he uses them to, he wants to separate the brain from as much stimulation as possible. And that's what floating really does. It puts you in a zero gravity situation where you're laying a thousand pounds of Epsom salt 350 gallons, 400 gallons of water, heated to about 93 and a half degrees. So you, you, it's your skin's temperature. So you mm-hmm. can't tell where you're, you know, when you get to that certain zone, you can't tell your body ends and the water begins. You become mm-hmm. at one with that. And a lot of people, I mean, that takes years of meditation just to relax that deeply. So you're getting all that magnesium, you're naked, you're laying there in the dark, you've got uh, no sound, you can't have music. But yeah, you can do all kinds of stuff, and it's just the everybody that does it. If they just do it once, they're going to get softer skin. They're going to feel super relaxed. It might be one of the deepest relaxations you can get without a pill or being invested into some technique for twenty years. Because you wow. can get at the level of brain waves of a yogi, and you, you just like I I lived there for two years, and just floating. I'd say if you floated more than once a week, you'd have definite weight loss just by laying in the magnesium and really letting that just oh yeah, wow. and the cortisol uh, for stress all. I mean, it's oh yeah, super, that's right. It takes so all good. the cortisol away. 
So Joe Rogan really, so the story goes back to John Lilly. He invents him. That becomes a big part of the psychedelic movement in the 60s and the 70s. He's ties with the government. And, um, yeah, can you tell us a little bit about that? The States in the, early, in the early 80s. And then it kind of falls off for a while. And then Joe Rogan picks it back up and brings it back into the culture. Into like a renaissance in the early, late 2000s with his podcast. And he inspired probably 75% of the people in the industry, at least five years ago. Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, 10 years ago, you maybe had 50 float centers across the world. Now you've got probably close to two or 3,000. And, and the pandemic's really done a number on uh, the business as a whole because. You know, you got people worried about laying in water that other people's laid in. And, um, you know, there's just so many aspects that COVID, the, at least the narrative, because I don't believe in it. Well, because COVID lives in bubbles, right? right. We're going to get, yeah, we're going to get to that narrative in a minute. But, um, yeah. Real, real quick, you so, said, yeah. Now you said, thanks to Joe Rogan, there's been a renaissance of these. So, um, what was the guy's name that created these again? John C. Lilly. John L -I -L -L -Y. C. Lilly. L-I-L-L-Y. John C. Lilly. That's interesting. Okay, so, and this became part of the psychedelic movement. Would that have been um, in the 60s, probably? When they were... Yeah, it's yeah. it's late 60s. Big part of the big part of the 70s, he did a lot of his research with like dolphins and okay. giving acid to dolphins. Oh, he's that doing guy. Acid. Okay. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's that ah, guy. Yeah. I knew it sounded familiar. Yes, the acid to dolphins guy. Yes, I remember this guy. Yeah. Yes. And, and then so, a woman ends up falling in love with the dolphin yes. and jerking him off. Yep, yep. That's, that's where we get that movie about the dolphin-loving woman. Isn't there one with a woman in an eel now or something? It's really weird. I'm not sure, sure, but it's an octopus. It's an octopus. Yes. An octopus. Yeah, that's a fish monster or yeah. whatever. Even but, creepier that it's an octopus because there are some people who believe that octopi are aliens. Sure. They, they don't come from this planet and they're extremely intelligent and they were probably jettisoned off of something from outer space. But that's for like a whole other podcast. Um, <laughs> John Lilly writes a ton of books. I, I highly recommend people check them out about pro reprogramming your mind and you know all these things. Talking to aliens on ketamine and mm -hmm. um, it, 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 the, the, the movie Altered States. That's early '80s. Uh, the guy that was John Hurt or no, what was it? William Hurt. He William just Hurt. died, but yes. he is the actor in it, and I highly recommend people. Uh, check that movie out because it's loosely based on John Lilly and his life, and it's all—it's basically like a sci-fi horror movie. And you see float tanks in like Minority Report, kind of, and there's there's a few other things you'll see them like Stranger Things. The first season, they're laying in a pool, and that's supposed to be like a, a bootleg float tank they've made so she could access the upside down world. So you saw a huge boost. I was in the industry. Uh, when the Stranger Things came out, and there was a big rush because of that. So oh, yeah. you see a float tank on a, on a TV show or something, and people will want to check it out. But it's a hard sell, you know, because you're laying in water, and it, I, I love it. I don't think it's a hard sell once you do it. But a lot of people don't want to be alone with their thoughts. You know, it's it's as simple as that, mm. and they don't think right. they can. A lot of people don't, don't have thoughts. A lot of a lot of people don't have thoughts. They're just NPCs, and nothing's up there. Yeah, but a lot of people have just endless like. Thoughts and I think demons too. I think they've I think got that's a lot of it. All kinds of stuff that they've picked up. Uh, well, I, I think. Mean, go ahead. I was going to say it's something we've talked about on the show a lot. Is you know I, th I think that uh, there's far more prevalence of demonic oppression and possession than we think going on, especially today. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, 
Um, now you said that when Joe Rogan brought these back and the uh, float tank renaissance, he's, he's a big time, uh, salesman, basically pitch man for these things. Um, but kind of like he talks about, he's done DMT, but I don't believe there's ever been any, I might be wrong, but there's never been any footage of him either getting into one or getting out of one. He's just him standing there with his clothes. Yeah. Like well, that's he, that's kind of Morris. That's kind of like over a, and uses float tank. What's that? And I don't know if you knew that is Hamilton Morris. Okay. No. He, but he he did a. It's called Hamilton's Pharmacopoeia, and this is a scientist and a chemist that goes around the world and does all the exotic psychedelics. You know, does the chemistry, talks about it. He's he's probably as close as you'll get to like a modern day, you know, Terrence McKenna slash Timothy Leary type character for psychedelics. So. I mean, I've seen Joe Rogan in the tank. I mean, I see videos of Joe Rogan getting in the tank. Oh, okay. So he, okay. Claim, he claims to have one in his house in L.A. I don't know what, what Austin is like. If he, I'm sure he has one. And the okay. guy from Float Lab is the one that custom built it for his house. So ah. Joe Rogan has like, at a minimum, he's got like a $50,000 float tank. Probably close oh my to God. $100,000. Yeah. $100, well, well, you know, a retail price for a float tank is probably average price, thirty grand. Wow. Yeah, he's also got like the cryo chamber at his house too. Yeah, I'm, I imagine he's got it all. But well, definitely, say, so it, it's not as simple as just using a kiddie pool with a crap load of salt, is it? I mean, well, no, they're annoyingly high maintenance because you never turn them off. You, you've always got to keep that water at ninety three point five. If the water drops, this the you, this has got like super saturated Epsom salt water. You've got a thousand pounds of Epsom salt and twelve inches of water in a little pod so it's when the water temperature like you're laying in there in the water and it feels like you're laying in motor oil like the viscosity of the salt and the epsom salt mm-hmm. super healthy for your skin it'll turn your like de-age your skin i see a lot of people come and float and they they come in and, and they look old and beat up and tired they come out looking 10 years younger revitalized rejuvenated um, and a lot of times having a deep spiritual experience so yeah it's just if, if it, it's so high maintenance because if you you never get to turn it off because if that water um, drops below a certain temperature, it's going to seize your pipes and stuff. It's going to start to crystallize. The salts will start to reappear. So you've always got to keep it heated. Um, you're always cleaning it, and you know, especially as people get it out. But assuming you have one for your home, it's not that bad. But it's still, you can't turn it off, and you've got to have a room for it. You've got to have a dehumidifier. You've got to have fans. It's super humid. The water is always dropping because it's so humid, and so you're always replacing the water, replacing the salt. It's not a good time to be in business as a float owner because, just like everything else, the price of like the H2O2 and the Epsom salt are going up in price. So, um, if you want to get into the float industry, there's a lot of places for sale. But yeah, they're, they're super high maintenance, and and I even run the cost of like investing in a float tank in a room. It's actually better to to go to your local float center and have like a premium membership because just the pain in the ass. Of, it, it, it's a pain in the ass. Um, they're they're awesome, but it's a it's a total dedication. They never mm-hmm. go off, and you need a whole room and a ton of a, um, an ongoing like salt in and out. Salts everywhere. So how often how often do you change the salt? Oh, go ahead. How often do you change the salt? Well, you, know, you, you never really change the salt. You're always filter, filtrating the water. Okay. So, it, like, for example, in a commercial float center, you've got um, ozone and you've got, uh, what's the other one? Light. Um, but anyway, you've got light and ozone. 
And then you've got the regular filtration system. So nothing, uh, and nothing could survive in the Epsom salt anyway. Right. So outside of it just being off-putting because you see a hair or, you know, it's, I mean, I've, the truth is I've seen jizz in the tank. I've, I've, I've figured it out. <laughs> In a, few, in a few, you know, you're there for two years and you host hundreds, if not a couple thousand floats. Um, you, you know, things tend to happen. People come in on drugs. Uh, people jack, jack off in the tank. Oh, sure. People don't last five. People don't last five minutes. Um, luckily, I never had anybody fall over, like slip and fall. That was always my fear. Dang. Yeah, the slip and fall. Well, is always, I mean, that's bad yeah, for the insurance. From the float center. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever had anybody like come out bringing some other entity with them, or I've had people come in with entities. Um, really? Yeah, I've had people um, have all kinds of experiences in the tank sober and not 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 aiming for it at all. I think that's the key, really, is to not be looking for it. But uh, you can use it for so many things. I use it for, like I said, relaxing. Um, Reprogramming your mind, using it on psychedelics is next level. Um, and like, like I said, that's why I recommend John Lilly. If you want to learn about him using ketamine to the point where he comes back and on the ketamine, it's like, you need to be a woman now. And he has the breast surgery Whoa. because the ketamine that people do ketamine too much and they, te- they, they, they tend to lose their oh, absolutely. sense of identity. Well, it's and so it's like it's he, a- him, she, they, you know, yeah. who am I? It's completely dissociative, and it it allows for um, very easy invitation <laughs> to other entities. Uh, and yeah, yeah, uh, ketamine is probably one of the worst um, commercially available drugs t- for that. I've known some people that have that have done um, ketamine to the point where they were just a completely different person. Uh, to say they were possessed, looking back on it, most likely at least oppressed. If not possessed. So are you guys, are you guys proponents of psychedelics or opponents? Um, I'm a I'm a former extreme user. I mean, I've done a lot of acid and did a lot of yeah. stuff in the '90s. I went to a lot of fish concerts. Uh, yeah, yeah, did a lot of tours. Uh, so, but I'm also old now, so I don't anymore. What would you say it did good for you, or would you be better off not not? I have never had I have never had a poor experience. I have. Um, Personally, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. Anything was. Uh, what I about like enlightening? Or like I, super yeah, there was spiritual. a lot of enlightening times. There was a lot of. T- it was a lot of fun. Um, I did not get as much of the spiritual aspect of it. Of like the on the acid side of it, that was mostly just like a party thing. Um, yeah, like the shamanic type stuff was more uh, like crazy mushroom trips out in the woods. Cool. <laughs> What about you other guys? Fans or no? Um, so I have very minimal experience with any of this, um, with actually doing it. Uh, I've stayed away from a lot of the, uh, most substances I've stayed away from, let's put it that way. Uh, and part of it is because I've had spiritual experiences since my childhood. And I... You don't need very, it. I very early on reached a point where I was like, I, I don't need to add anything more um, into my life to to enhance some kind of experience or to go searching for it. So for me personally, it's just I don't want to go looking for anything. And the people that I know 
that have gone looking have found some pretty her either pretty horrific or pretty interesting that they looked back on later and realized that they had i don't know made mistakes so oh, i kind of fall somewhere in the middle dude there's many times i've looked back and been like whoa wow that was bad that's a very yeah. bad idea i definitely lean towards towards a towards opposition I do. um like i experimented with ketamine in the same sort of manner as well in the late 90s um that was an interesting time. I mean, I've, I've had the full out-of-body ketamine experience, like the awake, not awake, the outside of yourself, seeing everything happening, like, um, like almost like astral projection. It sounds horrific to me. I, it, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't. I'm not going to say it was, I because I can't. It wasn't. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, I the thing is, is like know, the more, I can see why people fun. do stuff like that. You know, for fun because yeah. it was fun, but it can get you know crazy. I've seen people lose it completely on ketamine, and uh, a really good friend of mine ended up in an institution because of it. Yeah, yeah. I, I always ask people with acid if they have any, if they know in their family any predisposition to like schizophrenia or anything like that, because if it's latent, it can unlock it, mm-hmm. and then you become schizo after your first real acid trip so i love acid i'm I'm a big uh, proponent of it but at the same time i can also see the pitfalls from for the wrong person taking it or you know set and setting my ultimate takeaway from psychedelics was and i I haven't done them in like a year not that i wouldn't i just haven't had the space for it but my ultimate takeaway was they're just kind of reflections of our inner world and especially acid that's like a, a mental mirror in a lot of ways and so I, I could understand why people would, uh, unconscious people would take it and they'd have horrible experiences, never want to do it again. You know, they had kind of like manifested a lot of work that they hadn't done in their, in their unconscious, because I think that's where it's coming from. Uh, but like your dreams, you're working through things that, you know, consciously, maybe you can't even handle in, the, in, uh, in waking reality. So I don't know. My, my takeaway is, you know, beware. It, it, don't go searching them out. They find you. So... If something appears in your reality, you know, maybe. But if you're like, yeah, you down there, it's like, if you're super spiritual already, if you already know, don't mess with it. Because here's what I'll say, like with weed, weed's a perfect example of this. I think that things are on their own frequency and vibration. And a lot of people, when they smoke weed, they get high. That's because weed is actually bringing them up to marijuana consciousness, which is actually higher than their consciousness at the time. And so... You reach a point with weed, though, where it's like it's a net and it's holding you back from high, from higher levels of consciousness. So you see a lot of people get stuck and they think, you know, the weed is this end-all, be-all. And I, I, I'm a big proponent of it myself. I don't know you guys still on weed, but it, it's helped me not use pharmaceuticals. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's at a minimum. But, yeah, it does, I think, invite all kinds of uh, potential negative things if you're not in alignment for using it consciously and correctly which is most people but, <laughs> well, most people but anyway. don't use anything consciously or correctly every most people that do anything yeah. over overdo it um whether That's it be, abs- yeah. whether it be you know whether it be legal things like legal marijuana cbd um or or alcohol <laughs> the most legal right. alcohol like nobody nobody ever overuses alcohol but yeah, well, that's why I think with with psychedelics, you get to a point where you're they kind of kick you out because it's like okay, mm-hmm. you either don't get the lesson they're trying to teach you, or it's like you're wasting your time because you've reached this point where, like the weed, you're kind of stuck at 
acid consciousness or mushroom consciousness and that's not the end of the road so it's time to i mean in a way that's what i like about those substances which i wouldn't recommend any any other substances outside the classic psychedelics because like even mdma i see potential in it but it's too addictive and i've seen too many people ruin their lives with mdma and and one of the rules is you want to use plant medicines only because you know they've been tested for five thousand plus years ayahuasca the mushrooms Marijuana, no, not new marijuana, like the stuff they grow now. No, the but, stuff they grow you know, now is everything like basically that's pharmaceutical. Well, right. there's, there's also that. Uh, don't forget the yeah, you, you put fentanyl and everything. They found weed laced with fentanyl. You don't smoke fentanyl. I don't think these people understand that. Like putting it in the weed was wasting it. If you're gonna like try and get you know trying to get use out of it. No, really, yes. <laughs> but um, that's that's retarded. But yeah, uh, the the plant life. I've always I've always been a proponent of that. Whenever I was uh, doing any anything, I was never I was never. I mean, when I was younger, I partied. You know, like with all the all the kids. Um, when you first get into the bar scene, you know, and, and you're uh, you know drinking and doing the doing the the, the party scene drugs. Um, That's how I got into it. Yeah, yeah. Just the little amount that I did. Right. And I I got out of that and it was like because well, originally I I would do mushrooms when I was younger. Um, we do mushrooms and acid. I was 17, I think, the first time. 17 or 18. 17, I think. And we used to do mushrooms and acid and go fishing and, and go out in the woods and go hiking and that kind of stuff. It was always an outdoor experience. It's always like an organic outdoor experience with, with nature and the shrooms and eventually a pizza. Like, <laughs> but um, the most crit- – ooh, whose bell is that? Is that you, Float? Yeah, I'm turning that off. I'm trying to at least. Okay, thanks. Um, with with the other stuff, with with the ketamine, it was the out of body experiences that, like, uh, I could see how it would, you know, totally blow somebody's mind. You know, doing that, L- losing losing their uh, being conscious but being unconscious at the same time. What was that last part there? I said doing when you when you uh, lose yourself in like a ketamine <clears throat> thing where you uh, you're conscious and unconscious at the same time. Oh yeah, it's kind of like DMT too. It's like you're kind of there and you're, it's it's blowing your mind, but you can't hold on to much and you don't know when it's going to end. And you're at the mercy of the entities, and so you're there, but you're not. And right. Yeah, that's kind of the that's one of the reasons people don't even want to do psychedelics is they don't want to give up control which is an illusion to begin with but in psychedelics you definitely you take enough and like there used to be points at the float center where i would take you know tons of psychedelics and it would definitely take me over the edge and there's no fighting it just let go and dissolve and then there'd be times where i take you know not enough or you know i had a tolerance or something but i would take it and it's like man i can't quite melt and so i'm in the float tank in the dark and my body's like you're dying but you can't quite die it's like the worst feeling so you, it's like you're being strangled in the dark with no body. That doesn't sound um, very fun. That's how that felt last time I had morphine. Oh my god! Really? Ugh, it was bad. It's horrible. Yeah. I don't think. So, I don't yeah. think that's that doesn't sound like a lot of fun at all. And you're in the float tank too, like in the dark. Nah, I'm good. Oh my god. Oh yeah, that's the best. Is when you just melt into nothing, uh, become an infinite awareness, and go on a journey completely outside. Um, even space and time. Well, that that leads to something else. So you you mentioned DMT here and the illusion of control, kind of giving up being at the mercy of entities. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, what we've talked about that before on our show. We've talked about the the fractal or dark carnival, the DMT, the machine elves, that kind of thing. Is that is that kind of what you're getting at? Like, what what experiences have you had? I've had about five or six that are. Um, the takeaway ultimately was it was kind of based on like again why setting setting is so important. It was based on my vibration. It was based on if I was going through a rough time and I'm like, oh, I should smoke DMT right now. It's like a trip to hell. Like these are the dimensions are real. Like one of the takeaways of DMT is Alex Gray. Are you familiar with his paintings? Yes. Yes. Like tool, tool, and all that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. You, you smoke DMT and you come to the realization that this is like a, a, a very objective place. It, it exists somewhere because this is the same shit I'm seeing. Like he saw this and he brought it back. He painted what he saw. And now I'm in that same space where same exact. So I don't know if it's a, something we share because we're all, I think we're all one being, uh, one infinite awareness. We're all tied in this web. It's it kind of like God is the ocean, but you're a wave, but you're also part of the ocean. You're just individuated as you for like 60, 70, 80 years. So you're simultaneously you, but you're God. Same thing with like a blade of grass and the grass or like carpet. And you're like a piece of the carpet. You're still carpet. So you're, st- but you're still God. So it's kind of, and it, it, you can go into the Trinity with that too. If you go down the, the Christian road, but this is just pure experience on acid in the flow tank. It just lived experience of like, wow, like every time I take acid to take away and one way or another is we're all one. It, it, it's kind of like if you watch Star Trek and the holodeck, it's kind of like you're an infinite awareness that doesn't move. You're in a holodeck and your vibration and your energy and your karma is kind of coalescing in front of your awareness. This movie you're watching, you're like an awareness in a movie theater. Like, you're not you, you're your mind. You're your awareness watching your mind, which is ultimately this like play you're watching. You can't stop the movie and change things. Like really you're free. Like right now everybody's like totally free. But they're so invested in their life and their ego, and they think this is all real. Like, I tell people my life is like Pirates of the Caribbean, like the ride. Like, we're on a ride together, but you think it's real. I know it's a ride, so I can just relax and watch all the pillaging and the, the burning down and the raping and all these things. Well, I don't like watching like, all that stuff. I see it, too. But What's that? We don't, we don't like watching that kind of stuff, but yeah. You can you see know it. what I mean. Like, yeah. you, it's like life is like a ride, but I'm not. I'm it not is. Ride. I don't have it to. I, I don't have to worry that I'm going to be tortured, pillaged, raped, I, murdered. Well, I mean, you might be. It's America. After all. <laughs> it, we it's might true, be. But, yeah, no, we might be. I mean, like, you know, the Bolsheviks did torture and rape a lot of Russians. I mean, it's happened in other places. It just hasn't happened here. Um, it, it, you know, it could. It, it, that's a total possibility. But I. I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of the um, I've lived my life through a lot of synchronicity, just like letting, you know, life act itself out and not fighting the uh, not fighting the wave that is life. It's beginning yeah, with the ocean. Yeah, it's kind of the go with the flow thing. And yeah, yeah, my life is a exactly why I say it's like Pirates of the Caribbean is because it's exactly what you said. It's a constant synchronicity for me. Like the more the greater awareness you have, the the, the stiller you are, the more at oneness and uh, relaxed, you can see. You got like look at Bruce Lee's a perfect example of how he can do all the things he could do at his his height and his peak. Um, like playing ping pong with like two people at the same time—that's crazy. But you're in such a flow state. You're, in, you're you're so at peace and at oneness, and you can see things coming. You can ride the wave. 
and uh, it's almost a godlike power. And it, it, and it seems to wane and come and go with every spiritual being I've ever encountered that was operating here on this planet at a high level. It's, it's usually not a consistent uh, thing, because enlightenment tends to blow people out. Like, it blows their circuit. Well, yeah, everybody has a um, preset level of cognitive dissonance. And yeah. a lot of them have been, been, you know, getting reinforced recently, too. So a lot of people's brains are broken. It's hard a lot of people are waking up, though. I, yeah, there are, but not I, as many. And, well, not of them completely. Like, a lot of them are doing, like, that partial wake-up where they're still, uh, we call it the graduated animal farm. They've escaped from one paddock yeah. to be stuck inside of another larger one with better food, but it's still system food. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're you're still making it from, and these graduated animal farms may be on, like, the same level, but you got totally different ones. You know, there's right. conspiracy realm, there's health, there's faith. You know, all, all kinds of stuff. You may get rid of seed oils, but hey, you're still trapped in, you know, believing the Holocaust lie or something. Right. <laughs> oh, there's always the, there's always the Dr. Joseph Well, I, I try to live outside the Zog narrative. Right. Yeah. That, exactly. Oh, we, so do we. So do we. Yeah. But, 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 but it's a lot of people, it's like, they think they're, they're getting something like great with somebody like Stephen Crowder. And it's like, no, he's just the oh, right no. wing of the gay Zog narrative. Oh, yeah. He's pushing the same crap. Just it's it's painted to look different, but it's the same thing. Yeah, I work with guys that think Ben Shapiro is cool, and I'm like, stop it. Stop yeah, it. no, he's stop horrible. It. He's exactly. terrible. He's oh a Jew. he's a Jew. He hates you, and his his sister's a dude. So, well, that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, come on. I'm like, do you think like these uh, Talmud uh, worshiping Jews? Have culturally your best interest in mind with these with the programming? Like, come on, just think about it like that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be. A, it doesn't have to be a grand conspiracy. It's just they have different values than you do. Yeah, and you don't realize who's at the top of these pyramids controlling the programming. Well, yeah, but somebody just posted a video today. It's like um, all the all the media companies, literally all the media companies are Jewish owned and founded. Like, yeah, every single dating app, every single like. Literally everything. All the porno. All yeah, the porn. All, all the porn. Yeah, they've been doing that for a while. All like the they porn. Finally, have all of it. They got they got like the last actual depraved Irishman out of there, and now they have all Jews. Even the one that's not Jewish is Jewish. Yeah, and then pushing the trannies everywhere. Oh, dude, that's the other thing is the people don't understand how many I'm using air quotes porn stars are actually trannies. Because the surgery, yeah, I think I think Mia Khalifa's one. You think Mia Khalifa's one? That's, that's a hot take. No, no, that's probably that's true. One of, no, that's one of like the most famous ones. And that argument, I think where people so. Like, people are like, "Oh, the porn stars are trannies." Like, "Oh, show me one." That's like the first one they pull up is like, look at me. If you look at Mia Khalifa's face, yeah. Once you hear that, it, it t- totally is like, okay. Well, there's some. That. If you just see her face, yeah, she's a dude. Oh no, there's some that you're like, that's that's not a woman's body, but there's bolt-on tits. And ass implants. So, yeah. No, they're, they, um, what, uh, Emil Hirschfeld was doing in the 1920s, uh, that was, that was a hundred years ago. And that's what we know about. I mean, the, the programs that they have going, I mean, even, even with a hundred years technology, what we have for surgery now, um, what we see as passing, you know, trannies 
Uh, I can only imagine what they've they've done with porn, and it's so disgusting. So you've actually, whether or not you like fapped it to Famke Jansen, who's a dude or whatever, or or you know Pamela Manderson or whatever, but uh, if you've actually done it to porn, yeah, you've also jacked it to trannies because there's a lot of trannies in porn, a lot. Yeah, it's it's pushing their agenda. It's worship of Baphomet. Mm-hmm. It's uh, getting your sperm count lower, which is a depopulation agenda at its core. Yep. Um, it's so many things. It is. It I, is I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if you believe in like loosh harvesting. That's probably there too. That's uh, was that a that's a gnostic thing, right? Loosh. I don't know if it's gnostic, but it's just like your energy, like yeah, it's your energy. energy. But like, who uses it's it? like it's like vril, it's like vril it's harvesting. Vril. That's right. It's vril harvesting. Yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I understand it. Like the archons that feed on our negative energy, like that that David Ike talks about all the time. You know. Um, well, th- but it's true, though. Yeah. But it's true. There I are. think it comes down to parasites controlling I, these people, and mm-hmm. um, and the parasites are actually what's demonic. I I think so. That's something we've been going down I, a rabbit hole for the past what probably two years now, Johnny. Is yes. the the worm and parasite pill? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you see it so often described. Uh, these evil spirits, demonic spirits, and in anything from the Bible to other cultures. Uh, demonic spirits are described as parasites and worms in in your body inhabiting you. Right. And what do we see? Yeah. I mean, we are all literally uh, filled with worms. How can you? Yeah. That was like a a anti-worm thing there to not eat pork and stuff. Yep. It was. That's actually those are dietary laws back in the day. Right. So you didn't get worms. But I mean, like, how can? uh, How else? I always. Did you guys ever see Poltergeist when he drinks the bottle? It's got the worm in it. I always remember that. Uh, That's gross. Thank you for. Sorry, I thought I jumped in with that one. Nice. <laughs> oh man, nice, nice entrance. Yeah, like right in the uh, middle, right in the middle of my sentence. That's cool. But no, I think a lot of a lot of children, uh, especially ones that are molested and stuff and abused, but I, a lot of children have parasites that are like running their minds. And a good way to see this is you go to like an art show for kids, and you can look at some of the art. And it's like, well, it's like it's like a demon took control of this kid's mind. And, yeah. And, and the art's all broken, and it's like MK Ultra shattered, and. Well, and you see all these other beautiful pieces of art, and then every once in a while there's this kid with just like just demonic shit. And it used to be it looks, be like, just it looks one. like a deacon. Oh, sorry, Johnny. As I was gonna say, it used to be there would only be like one of those kids in the whole school, but now there's like two per class. Of those. I'd say there's more than that. Yeah. It depends on that. It depends on that socioeconomic like area, but yeah. for sure, it's it's really bad. I think it's becoming, and I, and I don't like to say it because I don't like to believe that. The Zog stuff and the the relentless like pursuit of brainwashing and destroying men um, is a thing, but it just seems like oh, it is. I don't know. <laughs> it is one hundred percent a thing. It is literally from cradle to the grave. They are uh, dehumanizing and emasculating men and um, masculinizing and uh, making become independent to these women. You know, they, they from well, the time yeah. from the time they're babies to all the way through all the school, you know, and it starts with Disney and all those other um, media companies that brainwash your kids and then into the school and then from there into college and then by then they're fucked. Well yeah. I, I was actually tonight I uh, my family we we all went out to dinner and um, afterwards we took my son out to a local mall uh, just to you know, let him run around, blow off some steam before the show, before we put him down for a nap. Uh, he and I would just kind of run through, you know, shopping racks and everything and just have fun. And being there on a Saturday late afternoon from 
you know, five years old up to, you know, thirties, forties, you see the degradation, both men and women. It's disgusting. Yeah. It's bad. It's horrific. You see everything. I mean, I, I can't even go into like describing everything word by word, uh, what I saw, but I, these generations have been completely corrupted completely. And it, it, to me, it's, it's starting to only make sense that from birth, like you're saying, Johnny, from the cradle to the grave, they are possessed. They are oppressed. They are groomed by these evil entities, these controlling things. Yeah, and whether it's whether it's in them themselves or in just in the media, that's constantly they're constantly shoving in their face. You know, now you have you know little kids with their with their uh, little kids with their tablets, and then you have your iPads. Every kid has iPads in school now. There's no getting away from there's no getting away from the devil mirror from anybody for anybody. It's horrible. I yep. mean, from that to the, the to the very clothes you wear mm-hmm. and the or that that these kids wear and the way that they act. You know, I mean, it's absolutely Weimar Germany is what I can say. It's horrific. Um, but yeah, por qué no los dos? Inside them, outside them, outside stimuli, inside. Oh, yeah. Yep, attack from all angles. Yeah, exactly. That's yes. why, well, I try to present, and, and, and this really comes from Owen Benjamin, and I don't know if you follow him and his um career but do you know who owen benjamin is oh yeah we do yes okay of course well i figured but you never know but you know the the solution is it's an offer and we're all i don't know about you guys but i'm pretty much a part of the system i've got to work to get a lifestyle where i have a local network in case you know the big stores go down what am i going to do so i'm starting to pursue that myself and that's my message it's like okay the world's going to hell in a handbag uh, in a handbasket, it appears. And and again, like my local reality is not that bad. I don't live in San Francisco. Right. I see these things on TV half the time. Like, is that even real? Right. Because um, I know a lot of it's just fear porn. So it's like, okay, live locally. Yeah. Uh, uh, Netflix, pornography, all this stuff. It's an offer. You don't have to take it. You don't have to be a part of the water cooler gossip of the office and Jim and Pam and shit like that. <laughs> you know, like these collective spells they put on us. So yeah, exit the system as much as you can. Like I've been telling people, bullets and canned goods at a minimum. Like you have a have a minimum plan. Um, I'm, I'm lucky to live in Florida, but I've seen just people annihilated some of these other states over the past two years. With the the the, 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 the I mean, New York and California just being flown into the side of a fucking mountain. It appears. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but I California mean, people think it's great that live there. I guess. Well, people they don't though. Stuff. They they don't. The ones that they really don't. Uh, I have friends. I have friends that are still out there, and they're like, "Man, you you people were making fun of you when you left. There were, there, you know, like why would you leave? You know, they make so much money in California, and I'm so glad I got out of there, man. I, my buddy sends me pictures of the streets, and he'll be like, "Is this third in Market, or is this in Calcutta? Or is this like you know, yeah. is this Fifth in Beals? <laughs> is this Fifth in Beale Street?" Is that the Beale Street pub? Holy shit. That's Beale Street. Yeah, and it's like the whole city is boarded up and the shit, the like the human shit on the streets is terrible. The poop map is completely black. There's a map, app. <laughs> There's an app that shows you where people have like, <clears throat> excuse me, dropped a pin where they've seen human shit. 
in San Francisco. And the entirety of like Market Street from where it begins all the way to the pier is completely black from all the pins dropped there. It's like so much culture. I love it. It's a good place to be a bum. Just like, just like it's not as bad. Florida's getting pretty bad, though. Mm. All the people migrating here from their uh, liberal hellholes. Tennessee, like, Texas, and Florida, man. Yep. All three. Yep. Like, Portland, though, getting like, it bad. Open-air drug markets now with their, like, legalized some They've legalized small amounts of, uh, like, hard drugs. Well, that's Portland, so, right? Portland's done that. They've legalized heroin and cocaine, LSD I believe, is legal. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I just spent the last uh, about two years up in that area, just north of Seattle, but we go down to Portland for certain things if need be. And it's, I mean, for Portland to Seattle, it's devil's country up there. It is It is absolutely owned and operated by whatever you want to call them. Man. George Soros. <laughs> yeah. The, no, um, the, the, go a little higher on the totem pole. Well, the, <laughs> right, Satan the, um, himself. Satan, yeah, Satan himself. So dude, the the open. You're saying the open air drug markets, like San Francisco and L.A., have humongous homeless encampments all over the place. And like when when um, when Sports Authority went out of business, the Bay Area uh, Homeless Coalition went and uh, before anybody else was able to, they went in and bought up all the tents and sleeping bags and camping equipment and they gave it out to all the homeless. So all the homeless now had like $250 tents and you know nice sleeping bags and shit so they could shit on the street and then sleep on your sidewalk. And the laws were changed to where uh none of that was illegal anymore. Ah, disgusting. Yeah. I was like in 2012 I said, look, there's going to be when those laws first started going away, I said that there was going to be an outbreak of the bubonic plague. And not only has there been but there's also been like 20 cases of leprosy in the state. Like leprosy, dude. Like where your body parts fall off. Leprosy. It's horrible. <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Well, I always knew that uh, San Francisco was a hell of I used to want to go to California and work in the entertainment industry until like the past three or four years, especially when I went down like the QAnon and the uh, Adrenal Chrome and the Hollywood pedophile rabbit oh, holes. It's like, oh, okay, I'm good. I never want to work in this industry ever. It's just demon-possessed uh, uh, Jew, Zionist, basically, because it's not just Jews, but basically, well, Mel, Gib- basically Mel Gibson's right. You know, it was, it was funny. Oh, yeah. During during a lot of that, 2016 to 2018 or so, um, it's funny you say you wanted to go and be a part of that industry for a while. I knew a guy named Neon Revolt who was a part of that industry, and, and he was blacklisted. And got into the whole QAnon uh, field of things. And I still know him. And I still consider him one of the most honest people I've ever met. Uh, He never, like, cult mindset bought into Q. But did some great research exposing a lot of the the agenda in Hollywood. And was able to provide firsthand experience. Um, Man, that... I know a lot of people who have made a pipeline from... QAnon and Hollywood is evil to like spiritual warfare against the devil himself <laughs> well, <that's laughs> and, the and doing yeah, the Gonsfeld on... experiment and doing float tanks and other kind of things. You find a lot of hardcore Christians down the Q rabbit hole to the point where I don't know how, what you guys know about Q and what you talk about it for, uh, on the show, but it's gotten to the point where Flynn has been exposed as basically a gatekeeper and it's like Lynn Wood versus We the Media slash Flynn. 
I don't know if you guys follow Q, but it's gotten to the point where um, it's it's a really fractured movement, and uh, the media doesn't report that at all. But no. I still think, like for example, I don't know what you guys think of the new Q post. Do you think do you, do you follow Q on this podcast? No, we no? don't. We don't follow Q at all. Really? What do you think of no. Q? What, what what's the consensus um, of Q on this podcast? Well, there was Operation Trust in uh, Bolshevik Russia back in the 1920s, and this is an extremely similar. Uh, set up to that to that yeah they gave operation. they give up a lot of information as much like you would in a chess match mm. sacrifice some uh, some information some pawns in order to uh to gain control of other pieces um and that's that's what i think of after being involved with the q community for about two years yeah i've been i've been pretty deep down the rabbit hole at this point i think the initial q on 4chan was real the the eight coon stuff is Ron Watkins. The HBO documentary kind of winked and nodded at that. And then basically, with the digs people were doing over the past week or two with the new Q post, people are like, "Oh no, they have access to the trip codes and all these things or whatever they call them on the on the site." There's there's you know there's no like security there. So ultimately, I think yeah, there's like you said, they give up a lot, and a lot of the stuff we already know, or or it's been like you know maybe it's true, but yeah, I mean. I still think things are going on right now, even still behind the scenes that we are not going to know because the media, for one thing, is never going to report on the fact that like the White House putting concrete barriers. I mean, I don't know if they did that already. They took them down. But like, I don't know. Do you guys follow the whole thing of the multiple White Houses and why isn't Biden never in the Oval Office? Yeah, there's a lot of that. We talk about that kind of stuff. (laughs) We talk about the we talk about the media weirdness and chicanery with Biden. Is this one the real Biden? Is this is this uh, attached to earlobe Biden or detached earlobe Biden? Is this Jim Carrey in a mask? Uh, Is it you know like um, right? I I think a lot of those are nonsense, but I do think that still like maybe uh, what I think is this. And a lot of the Q stuff talks about BRICS and um, mm-hmm. like Trump being in alignment with the, with BRICS with the BRICS countries uh, to go against the NWO because they didn't expect Hillary to lose, and so they got in there. And the plan was yes to expose all these people. And what I think you're watching now is the allies in this case having still control, but hum- doing a humili- doing a humiliation ritual uh, to the opposing side, meaning. Why do they look so bad? Like, why does this White House, why are they like, just tanking everything? I think the Chinese and the Russians may have control uh, with supposedly this Q faction as the ally. And that they are, they're humiliating us because we've been the bad guy for years. You know, desire oh, yeah. to control the United States of America. And so these other countries are, I think, potentially doing a uh, humiliation on us. And that they're, I mean, what do you think? Like, who's in control of this country? Well, Okay, uh, the media, I think, is right now is what I agree with that. Is controlling most everything. Um, I think, I think that the old, the old doddering old man who pooped himself at the Vatican and farted in front of Camilla and Prince Charles and like you know is doing all the silly things like like yesterday with his thing. Uh, say the line again. Like you know he's like reading his cues out loud. He's doing <laughs> right. the Ron Burgundy. Whatever you put in front of him, he says. You know, yeah, that's what you get. Fuck you, San Diego, or go fuck yourself, or whatever. But he's, um, 
He's acting. He's an actor. That's his part is to be the doddering old white man because this goes along with the uh, all the anti-whiteness stuff that's going on, you know, and how the old white men of the patriarchy who are taking away uh, women's right to abortion um, need to go away. And Joe Biden is now like the chief of that, you know, and America is now, yeah, now he's the old the white man. Block. What sees the yeah? Well, he's on the chopping block, but whatever. But like, America is now represented as an old, shitting himself white man. Right. Well, you know, what, what do you think about the past few weeks with the wins we've had? Though, I mean, I don't know if you call them wins, but like the Guidestones coming down. I mean, you could argue that they brought them down themselves. Uh, yeah, that- I, the Guidestones yeah. thing, like the fact that there is zero forensic investigation done whatsoever. I mean, like. Well, it's property, though. Yeah, yeah I, I know. But, like, even so, I mean, an explosion like that, uh, you, you know, even on private property, there would be authorities, especially a, an explosion of that size. Um, well, it appeared to be a double explosion as well. Right. I mean, well, there's so many the theories. The lightning a, video seemed kind of convincing. Right, the lightning, I thought it was lightning. That lightning did it? Yeah, that is this God variable. It's like, okay, yeah, the NWO are in control, yeah. ha, ha, ha. Or somebody, somebody's like, it's CERN. They turn CERN on, and then the ley line that it, uh, the Kaistos oh, yeah. blew up. Oh, jeez. There's that. See, I don't, yeah. I don't say that. If anything, I'd call it, I'd, uh, rather than lightning, an act of God, I'd call it a DEW, but... Uh, that's the other one, yeah, directed weapon. I mean, that's more, yeah. that's more plausible. That's actually things that have been photographed. Yeah. I mean, we've posted on our channel many times pictures of military planes that have directed energy weapons on them that can do things like that. So, Dude, the the Nashville bombing that happened when I was yeah. back home for Christmas a couple oh, yeah. of years ago, and there's a freaking DW blast. Right, and the up above the, downtown, and the weird audio telling people to get out of the streets and stuff. Okay, well, there's there's that, but there is a no. DW blast coming nope. down in the sky. That's what I'm saying. That's, <laughs> like, there's the, the whole thing about the the Nashville thing. Yeah, the whole presentation. Yeah. the whole presentation of the the Guidestones thing was was crazy. Right, okay, and you're today you have, you have today you have a choppy video coming up of some guy running up. Right and leaving something and running away, or just look like I don't know. There's another video from another angle of somebody bringing something to the guide zones. Get the fuck out of here! No, are you? No, no, no. Stop it. If this were a real event, that we would have his entire social media, we would have his mm-hmm. entire backstory. We mm-hmm. would know where his mother is, where his, you know, his grandmother well, went to college. And that's the thing. So, no. so what are you saying? The, the media is running cover for uh, the Illuminati, or whatever. I, I think this is this is what we call conspiracy candy or pissed on breadcrumbs. Yeah, yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's like meant to meant to spin wheels. I yeah. think I think that's yeah, what the exactly. Georgia Guidestones always were was a massive long game of conspiracy candy, which they've we've seen them do. Oh yeah, this is a I massive mean, like, troll. We're not just pulling that out of our butts. This is a massive troll. Like, dude, if you, think, yeah. if you think you know, like, like some of the pranks you've set up on the long game. No, these people do this shit generationally. Like, <laughs> look at America. Look, I mean, look at look at Western populations. Like, look at the look at the decline in Western populations that took generations to accomplish. You know. Yeah, but what, what I find interesting about a lot of conspiracy theorists is they discount the act of God. That you know what, that life is a comedy, and especially if you're, you know, sometimes for people it's a nasty drama. Mm. But for me, it's become a, and I think most people who reach a higher level of spiritualization realize it's a comedy, and God is always joking. And uh, I think perhaps to leave the possibility open, because some a lot of conspiracy theorists are just so convinced that. The Illuminati, the Illuminati, the NWO, whoever, they're in complete and total control. And like, 
think about your life. Has your plan ever gone exactly how you wanted it? No, most of the time it doesn't go anywhere close to it. And so I'd like to think that as powerful as the Illuminati may be, they're still bound by the same laws uh, energetically and karmically and spiritually that I am. And that shit happens. And God can say, you know what? Fuck your thing. 3.33 a.m., I'm going to hit it, which is funny. I'm going to hit it with a lightning bolt. Sure. Um, I don't I don't discount the lightning bolt either, but also harp exists. Weapon for their ceremony of like, okay, we're moving on. This is like a 9-11 type event. Yeah. If anything, I mean, if anything, it was set up and staged and poorly staged at that. Like the timing, um, was it 3.33 and 33 seconds too? They, they yeah. even went out that far that's just, what that's what it said on the video but witnesses oh. say that it was around four in the morning oh that they heard I, yeah the explosion. I've, I've heard that too Dude, that's so, so that's why i think that it's even that. more of a red herring is, is right. they threw 33 in there yeah if well, you guys don't mind me butting in this is he butts in to say um, nothing it's great. I, I love it when he does that you were you cut out that entire time like you, uh, you said you, it was perfect do so, it again I've never heard the Georgia Geistons brought up this much, so that's a thing too, right? So it's drawn attention to it. Okay, it's it well, is. Well, it, it was, you're right. People say that the, 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 the psyop is about the world population. That there really isn't like seven billion people in the world, and that 500 million uh, number on there is is psyop in itself to help you think that the world has a certain population when it actually doesn't. So there's so many potential psyops and ways to spin it and yeah i think it's like what i personally believe is it's either god and the lightning bolt or it's a directed energy weapon aka it's a ceremony that they're putting on for themselves like like 9 11 mm-hmm. into the new age their little new age in 2001 now they're going into the next step of their plan and now it's like let's eliminate the evidence of the georgia guidestones or some people said it's like uh, george w bush uh, his birthday was uh, on the 6th and that was like something in a dedication to him. Yeah, seventy six, which is the number yeah. of skull and bones. So yeah, exactly. Right. And there was something so, to do with three twenty two. So. Also, I mean, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, our, our friend Pythagoras can put this into his gematria calculators and come up with pages of stuff that will like blow your. You're like, really? Wow, that too, huh? <laughs> well, dude, he had the didn't he had the, he had the freaking Georgia Guidestones. Uh, he forwarded me the yeah. message. And the screenshot from like three three and a half months ago. Right. He he said, "Watch out in July for something. I don't know if it's Georgia Guidestones or something else." Yes, <laughs> it's just I remember insane. this. Well, you can. Um, and that's the other thing with Gematria is you can you can read into it a lot of things. Oh, I agree, and um, I I am not I am not for that. But I I use Gematria numerology solely because they sure. They, that the, the powers that be utilize it. I put no stock in its power or anything like that, but they obviously do. Right. So, I mean, like we've said many, um, many times on the show, like whether or not you believe in it, they do. So right. Well, that's, I, yeah, well, that's, that that's one like, thing that I wanted to. They do exactly right. And that's one thing I wanted to say is you know you uh, float. You mentioned earlier a lot of of uh, conspiracy theorists discount you know the act of God idea, and you know I don't I I personally do not view. Um, God is like joking or, or all of this as like a comedy. I view it more as just a, a very serious back and forth, a chess match kind of thing. Um, you know, I believe who, strictly who, in the Bible. God and the devil? I, there's God at the very top and there's rebellion against him. 
It's not two equal and opposite forces at all. But there is a higher plan that we do not understand. Uh, a lot of people call that a cop-out, but hey. Um, but I don't doubt that God can throw down – I mean he could throw down lightning and do this. That's totally fine. Um, does it make sense for this to be the case when things are pointing more towards a red herring? Does it matter one way or another? To me, not really. Um well, that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, look, at the end of the day, how is this really affecting your life? Unless it you doesn't. live like, right next to the Georgia Guidestones uh, and there's media in your driveway, it's really not affecting you. Yep. There's nothing, no, none of this stuff that's on your little devil mirror or your screen or whatever, uh, none of that really affects you other than the gas no. prices. <laughs> that's, right. That's, that's the thing. I left on gas for three ninety seven. What? Today. Yeah. Wow. I don't, I don't know how. Four fifty five. Yeah. yeah. We're about in the four twenties again. It's just dropping. Oh man, here in Florida, man, Florida to be in the four dollar range is ridiculous to me. That is pretty crazy. Yeah, it's it's only been for a couple months, but yeah, we topped out close to five about two weeks ago. And then Joe Biden yelled at the gas station owners. Right, it's like that Family yeah, Guy only, where where Reagan's yelling at the at the back of McDonald's, Mister Garbageoff, bring down that wall. <laughs> it's like a brick wall. Reagan, you know, it smash. came after Biden screaming at the uh, the gas companies or the gas stations themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, came right after my buddy sent me a picture from Washington, um, the city that I left. My wife and I left a few months ago, and it had just hit six six six. Oh no! I'm not even kidding. Yep, he sent it to me. He was like, well, it's officially gone to hell. (laughs) But it's terrible. Yeah, and then then Joe Biden did old man yells at the sky. And, um, you know, old man yells at clouds or whatever it is from The Simpsons. And Dude, did you see what Kamala said? Oh, no. I did, but I don't remember what she said. It was terrible, though. she said we have to uh, we have to recognize that gas prices are high and that is the opposite of low. Right. And they should not be this way because that is the opposite of how they should be. Do you see? And that's the thing. You're like I'm, dude. The do you think? Now this is. The, do you think she's acting? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think she's half out of it half the time. I think she's possessed by a demon. I think, yeah, that's you. what I'm saying. It, I don't think it's acting at all. I think like she can't do anything more. Yeah. I think she's a flesh suit. <laughs> I, right. I, I think, think she's, she's incompetent. Yeah, she's I, a robot. She's a bag of sand. She's literally a bag of sand in a skin suit. Yeah, yeah it's the assassin from the first Hellboy movie. Yep. Just cut in there and it's just sand. sand. Yep. Man. It's amazing. Yeah, I saw that. That's what I remember. Yeah, it's the opposite of what we want and Low is the opposite of high, and it's high, and that's bad, which is the opposite of good. <laughs> what the fuck, lady? <laughs> right? Like, You're like, can I? I'm sorry. Who writes the teleprompter stuff? Oh man, it's <laughs> it's like not even. I don't I don't know. There's like not even a team of people that write. I think that nobody writes for her. Is is this like the confusion school of Kabbalistic magic? Like what <laughs> is, what is happening here? Right. <laughs> we will humiliate them and confuse them into submission. Well, they already are. I mean, yeah, they're already into submission. We're already cutting off, you know, fourteen-year-old girls' tits and cutting off boys' penises. So, don't don't remind me. Just I saying, was reminded hey. a lot of a lot of that today. Yeah. If you if you go anywhere near a city, you will be reminded of it every minute. Mm-hmm. Just tell you that. Man. It's disgusting. Um, we're coming up on the hour. 
float. How long do you want to stick around, bud? We usually do two hours. As long as you can. Yeah, I can do that. Nice. All right. Well, let's take a break. Um, we have a song. I don't know. Do we? Do we have a song? Did anybody pick a song? I know. I've know got we, a song. All right. What is it? Uh, you wouldn't know it. It goes to another school. Oh. But I have a song. Okay. You wouldn't know it. <laughs> Canadian. That's right. right. You you wouldn't know. It's Canadian, it. you wouldn't know. All right. Well, we're gonna listen to this Canadian tune, and uh, we'll be back. Man from the magic era 
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny with Grognak and Reinhardt. We're hanging out with Float, and um, we're just, I don't know, man. We're Conversation has dipped around to many different topics. Um, one of the things you said in the, in the first hour is that uh, doing the Float stuff, it, it makes you be still, right? And you can ground yourself because you're so still. Now, do you think that you can become that still because the earth isn't moving at all? Or do you have I to deal with the spin of the earth while you're moving? Like, like, first of all, are you a, are you a spinning testicle earth guy or are you a flat non-moving earth guy? Well, I'm definitely not, we're not, we're not, we're definitely not spinning on a ball in a void. That's one thing I can probably say pretty sure. And I know it goes against basically everything that we're taught, but Oh yeah realm perhaps because of the experiences i've had with psychedelics that that reality is basically a, a mentation and, I, and, and and through these psychedelic journeys i even came to the thought that what if we because we collective because enough of us collectively believe the brown ball uh uh that they push on us that mm-hmm. we've manifested that as a reality whereas if we live like maybe like people lived in a reality where dragons were real because you know, collectively, they were able to manifest them. Maybe they're dinosaurs. Maybe neither one of them exists. Maybe that's giants' bones, right? That have just right. been, you know, the lie, the lie of the dinosaur. Mm. Why oh, not dragons di- and giants? Right. I mean, I, I'm, I'm open to dragons. I am definitely open to dragons, and we are we are positively sure that giants existed. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but also, um, going back to the the psychedelic. Uh, experience you're saying like the realm that is that is where i i tend to lean nowadays is uh the infinite like, is it a flat plane though no i don't think though i don't i don't think in that binary of flat earth versus round earth i don't even think that uh, it's somewhere in between it, it, like an eyeball you know like your eyeball is maybe what the earth actually is sure there's like there's that theory too that you're <clears throat> excuse me that the eye is exactly uh the way that the earth is shaped and how everything how everything works together, like the yeah. eye functions. Even the um, ice wall, all that. It's right. all there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's one That's one if theory, but also wall. then right. you look at, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Sturgios and his moon maps, which kind of, like, details the, like, the inverted Earth theory. I've seen, I've skimmed the surface of that, so yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I mean, it's like an inversion so many... of, like, the way the planet looks. Mm-hmm. There's, there's so many things yeah. that make sense with that, and, um, like flight patterns and that kind of stuff that that make that seem a lot yeah. more plausible than anything else. Um, I don't necessarily believe. I mean, obviously, topography exists. It's not flat, but um, it's it's definitely not. I I don't believe that. I don't I don't believe that enough people could could believe that. Uh, I don't believe enough people do believe that we live on us on a water ball that's spinning through space at a thousand miles an hour, going sixty six point six thousand miles an hour in another direction and. You know, uh, you, you, you don't think most people believe that? Um, no, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, I, I think that most people in the West might, but I think that, right. and like, like the majority of the of the population of the world, if if the if the population lie, whatever you want to call it, is true, or if it's not, whatever. But um, I think the majority of the people have no idea and wouldn't care one way or the other. You know, wouldn't know. Probably wouldn't know to tell you either way. Well, you know why it matters, though, because if you can prove that the Earth is not a spinning ball, it's it's, you know, and you can actually prove the cosmology of the Bible. Like that's oh, yeah. the whole. If this is the devil's realm, it's like okay, make sure we uh, delude them as much as possible. And if you can break that spell, 
And if you can break, the, we've been to the moon spell, you've really done a number on somebody's psyche because those are like core beliefs. They are, especially the for really Americans. If you, can, if you can break the earth as a ball, uh, it's overwhelming, you know, the propaganda for ball earth. Mm -hmm. But if you can break that, because it's like, oh, look at the sky, look at the moon, it's round. No, you don't know if it's like round. You just know it's a flat disc. Right, a plate is round. A right. quarter is well, round. But but yeah, so you don't know. You can't tell it's spherical. That's you can't one of my tell that exactly. It's not spherical. One of my favorite arguments um, is when people come in and they start laughing. Uh, we've had a couple come into the come into the comment section today, and we're just like level one globe tards, and it's funny, you know, because they come with like the this you know like the the one super doctored video, or they bring um what's his name uh, Professor Dave. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Professor Dave. Why? Might. Why? Why do they always name drop Professor Dave? Well, because Professor Dave is snarky and cool and funny. You know, oh so. my god! But anyways, um, yeah. man, I don't even remember the original you know, question. I was going to ask you why I asked if you were flat or or it doesn't matter. I mean, but um, it does. It does kind of matter because uh, if you believe like the lie of heliocentricity, you you, 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 you were talking about being still in the float tank. Oh yeah, being st right. And, yeah, is the Earth and, and still? And you feel like the Earth moving and spinning? Right. And yeah. That's right. that's where you started. Yes. And you can't. Yeah, because you can't feel the Earth moving because it doesn't move. Right. I would agree. That was my original question. That's right. Um, but yeah, we've gotten into many, many, many discussions over over the time that this podcast has been on. I mean, like in the first season, we were anti flat Earth, like made fun of them. You know, we were we were uh, we, mostly it was mostly because. We're making fun of one particular flat earther group in general, and then um, also Mark Sargent and that whole uh, parody of you know um, researchers. And I use air quotes there. Um, <laughs> well, you know, those are obvious shills. Like Mark Sargent went on a commercial <clears throat> as uh, you know the the commercial was like, "Don't be a dumbass." It was like, "Don't be a buffoon," or right? Right. And he was one of the dumbasses. Like, okay, so you're representing flat Earth in a commercial where you're supposed to be the dumbass, and you're the representation for flat. Earth. I don't, you know, I, I I think you're just in this for money, Val. Ultimately, I think the the thing that can tip most people over the edge to at least get some doubt into their minds and get some critical thinking into their minds too, is that we can never fully understand the extent and the shape size of this realm. We just can't. I always point to with Christians, I always point to Jeremiah 31, 37, you know, um, the heavens above can be measured and the depths below can be measured. I'll cast off all Israel, all that. We just don't know, but we do know that NASA lies. We do know that all of these people are satanic pedophiles <laughs> and they lie. Yes. <laughs> well, I always point people to Werner von Braun's gravestone. And the firmament. The, the, yeah. yeah. I forget. I forget the exact quote, but uh, it or no, it's a it's a Bible verse. And yeah, you look it up. The it, glory of God. And the firmament. Uh, the firmament yeah. Yes. The firmament. So basically, the firmament is like, why is the sky blue? Well, philosophically and spiritually, there is no sky, and it's not blue. And I, you look at it, it's like, well, the sky kind of doesn't really exist. It kind of just pushes off into nothing, and it's really not blue. Uh, because it doesn't really exist, but from the flat Earth perspective, or like yeah, the dome, it's like how did the how did God flood the Earth? He opened up the firmament, and so it's like we're in an aquarium, and that's why the sky is blue. That's one of my favorite theories: is the sky is blue is because the firmament is uh, on the other side of the firmament. It's water, and if you look through an actual telescope with your own eyes and not at NASA's CGI, 
the stars, or not the stars, the planets appear as like you're looking under water at, at, through like a microscope at a light. It looks like a, a light underwater. It doesn't look like anything like these concoctions. You can faintly see Saturn's rings, but uh, like to think that Saturn, like, do you believe the hexagon uh, no, over I don't. Saturn, that portal? Do you believe that's real? I mean, come on. No, I think all of that stuff is, again, CGI a lot of people created that's real, for. Though. Well, yeah, they do. But, you know, then you have, you know, you have the cube cult here on Earth. I mean, you, you can't deny that that's a thing. I mean, you've got the Kaaba in, you know, in Saudi Arabia. You've got the. I'd the, say it. Oh, what? definitely. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's it's more, it's more Kabbalistic. Yeah. It's more Kabbalistic numer numerology yeah. cults than anything having to do with a freaking planet yeah and that's what well they uh, and they it's misdirection you know there's always yeah. 92 different layers of things you know well and they give out the they give out the compilistic you know the the angels associated with planets right mm -hmm. but really the focus is on the the angels the beings themselves um they just throw the planets out there to you know get you really involved the like astral Pluto, side of it all pluto is hilarious because if you look at it, it looks like the, the disney character pluto is on the planet like that's right. how much of a CGI concoction it that's is. How much, that's how much they, they hate you. <laughs> they hate you right. so much that, that Walt true. Disney, Walt Disney, the man who loves you so much that he, he gave you imagineering so that you, he can imagine, he can uh, engineer your imagination for you. Um, he, he got with uh, one Warner Von Braun, as a matter of fact, and uh, they founded NASA and uh, started discovering planets and sending, you know, the satellites out there to photograph these things. And that's where we got, yeah, it was Disney. And his 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 contributions to NASA. Yeah, That's how Pluto became Pluto's, a planet. Yeah, it's not even a classic planet in, no. the, in the traditional sense of like well, planets. It's if like you ask Neil, uh, if you ask Neil Tyson Degrassi, there, you know Neil Tyson Chicken Nuggets, uh, Snake hey, and Degrassi, yeah. there. Neil Snake and Degrassi. Snake and Degrassi, Tyson Chicken Nuggets, whatever his name is. Um, he he'll tell you he'll tell you that it's not even a real planet. You know he's he's Captain Well actually. You know, he doesn't actually know yeah. anything, but he'll like he'll like show up at the end of the conversation and be like, you know, it's not actually true. <laughs> well, he's yeah. able he's able to turn, you know, anything literally anything into like space cape shit. Oh yeah, just out of thin air. Oh yeah, and then he does the mic drop and everybody cheers. You know, and it's like, oh my god, another yeah, win I for hate, fucking. I hate him as much as I hate Mark Hamill. I hate Luke's Mark Skywalker. Hamill yeah, Mark turning Hamill's into a faggot. God, it's hard. so sad. It's yeah. so sad. I know. Well, Luke Skywalker was always a faggot, so he was a crybaby, yeah, piss baby from the beginning. <laughs> Shut up. I just can't believe how bad uh, these executives are at Disney that they're willing to sacrifice their greatest IP. And Marvel, too, is really once, once that first, uh, you know, once Thanos, that saga ended. I mean, the MCU is a real thing. That's just this. It's so bad. I can't dude, believe it's, these yeah, movies they don't, get greenlit. Dude, it's humiliation. That's it, like the only explanation you can come to. When well, no, you're, it's you just know, garbage. The, they know it's garbage, and they're gonna yeah. churnal out as much. Do they Because I think they're so deluded in their own beliefs that they don't. They don't think it's garbage now, at all. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Many of the people who are working on the films don't believe that it's garbage, but it's the right. same as like the space program. It's right. compartmentalized to mm -hmm. to right. a very high degree. Right, and now we'll see um, now and that, that fags and trannies are getting, um, you know, extra special protected status. Uh, they're coming into more and more uh, funding opportunities and their agendas are being pushed more and more in these shows. There's a lot more gay stuff. There's a lot more trans stuff. 
Well, that's why, you people, know. That's why people can say, oh, I, I wrote I, uh, a part of the script for the new God of War game that takes place in Norse mythology. I tried to make the main character talk about uh, sucking cock as much as possible. <laughs> and, uh, and, and people are just going to buy that game. Millions of dollars are going to be made. Humiliation. My, my favorite is when Netflix makes a movie with a historically white character and makes them, you know, gay or black or, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're doing one in West Africa and they're com- they're literally making up names and languages and things. And Africans are big mad. It's really funny. Hold on. What's going on there? Uh, Netflix or somebody else is making a, a movie based on like West African history mythology. Oh, uh-huh. And apparently they're butchering it into the ground and actual Africans are really, really mad. Are they, they're getting the clicks and whistles wrong? <laughs> Basically. Wow. And the actual clicks and whistlers are like, that's not how you do it? Yeah, that's not how you click. That's not how you whistle. The also, bone goes the sideways through the nose. Not women straight up women aren't warriors. Yeah. They're like, wait, no, they are. They're really strong. No, women aren't warriors. Right. Oh, yeah. Man. There's, Yeah. That's the new. Well, that, that started a while back. The str- the strong woman in charge of stuff. I always thought that was funny, like in The Walking Dead, when there was like you know roving bands of bad people or whatever, and there was a woman in charge. Like, okay. yeah, like oh, this is uh, without oh, a human resources department, this. that's never going to happen. Yeah. Total fiction, right? Why? I mean, unfortunately, because rape exists, and I'm not trying to be a dick, but that's just like you know the guy who did it would be the guy who did it, and not me, but because I'd definitely right. probably be dead. Yeah. Yeah. Would you be dead though? Um, no. Well, eventually. Um, yeah. yeah. We all die eventually, yeah. but eventually, no. Um, I would, but I would not be like, yeah, I wouldn't be taking any leadership advice from women or orders <laughs> either. Well, that's that's the that's that's the nanny state we're in today. You've let too many gays, too many women in charge in positions of power, and this is what you got as a oh, yeah. result. And then oh, you yeah. got you know then the the the, the dark hand. Uh, you know that nobody really wants to acknowledge destroying men, specifically white men, mm-hmm. destroying the family, and it's all planned out. And but you know I have hope though. I'm an, I'm, a, I'm an eternal white pill. Uh, you know I believe in your local, like doing it doing it locally. Don't buying into the the fear porn, which is constant and at all angles. And uh, you know a lot of these things that are poison our choices, and we willingly make these choices to drink alcohol, watch pornography, to eat. Whatever, you know, whatever our sin or our excess is. And so that's my main advice is live locally and don't watch the fear of porn. And, yeah, guns, bullets, uh, tin, uh, foods, you know, survival skills. Do you guys think a crash is coming, like a total, or do you think it's going to be like a controlled thing? What do you well, think? Well, the Great Reset, I mean, clearly is, Yeah, but you do know, you think they can pull it off, though? Well, first of all... First of all, it doesn't exist. The World Economic Forum is not even a thing, guy. What's wrong with you? No, um, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I was. That's a bit. Don't, don't don't take that too far. Don't take. The, yeah, I'm not going to take that any further. I'm sorry. Um, I get it. Is it. Well, there are people out there that are like, that's a complete distraction. Uh, you know, just because they get up there and talk about things uh, in Davos, that doesn't mean anything's going to happen. Even though, like, literally, like Boris Johnson steps down, and the the person that they're getting groomed to put in there is literally a World Economic Forumite. You know, like every single one, every single one, every world leader, like, like except for the old ones like Biden, but he he might even have been. But I mean, Putin was a World Economic Forum young leader. 
you know. So, yeah, I think there's a great reset coming. I mean, you can see it the way that they're the way that they're burning down the world. That uh, they're creating uh, food shortages. They're creating supply chain disruptions. They are. Uh, they're causing. I mean, dude, we can get into the depopulation agenda if you want, but I mean, that's a real thing. If you look at um, how. What was that thing that Typhus posted today, Reinhardt, with all the uh, all the the birth rates stuff? Everything going down. Oh yeah, I mean, okay. Well, you just said it. Everything is going down. There's yeah. birth rates just plummeting across the board. Mm-hmm. In the most vax countries, obviously, because it's the vax. You know, that's all, all part of it. Yeah. And none of this, none of this is a coordinated hey, thing, and it's all just it's all just happening at random happenstance. Here it is. Uh, yeah, I found the list. You want me to just read a couple of them? Yeah, just read a couple. Yeah. Fetal cardiac arrest is 200-fold greater. Miscarriages, 50-fold greater. Uh, I know somebody who just had a miscarriage, and they are <clears throat> milking that for all it's worth. Abnormal uterine bleeding, 1,000-fold. Card- fetal cardiac disorders, 40-fold. I mean, just... <sighs> Well, that's a theory why they got rid of the abortion uh, Roe versus Wade stuff was because they you're not going to have any abortions to do. They've uh, you know if you think about it too, it's like the people most likely to take the vax. I thought about this are like like liberal women uh, versus like conservative women. I think would be less likely to take the vax in general. Um, and so it's like okay, so the people who want abortions the most, these liberals that are just going around. And it's just a sin thing, ultimately. But they're just going around willy-nilly, sleeping with whoever. Oh, I can kill it. Those are the people that are also taking the vac- the vaccines. And so it's like, okay, they've just killed they've just killed it off, or have ruined the opportunities for their main customers. You know, the abortion clinics. Uh, that their customers are now gone because they no longer can even get to the point to have an abortion. They can they can't even conceive, or or they lose it rather quickly. And so that's another theory that's floating out there that Roe versus Wade is all about, you know, their customer base is gone. There's also that, yeah. I mean, they're not. There's not going to be much need for abortion when nobody can have babies. Yeah, we we hear it all the yeah, time. Yeah, but I don't, people I laughing. Don't. People, people, you know, oh, two weeks till the mass die off. LOL. Two weeks till the mass die off. I was told there would be a mass die off. I mean, dude, just relax. It's going to be. Gradual elimination of everybody, including like, you. Like nigger, you really don't know how this works, do yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm glad for the sake of like I could do exercise and not have to have that thought in the back of my mind. But is this going to cause me to die? You know, like people that took the vaccine, I worry for my family that took it. But it's like, you're like don't exercise too hard. Don't right. don't stretch don't stretch your heart out too much. Just like, right. relax. Yeah. Well, my my wife turned to me today and and said, you know, it's going to be really sad if. If uh, you know her sister or her brother and his family, um, you know they they try for another child, and something would happen. They're vaxxed and most likely boosted. We don't know, um, but yeah, it's it's gonna suck. And she turned to me and she's like, "Just please don't say anything. Just please don't, because I know we're we are both gonna want to." And that's where we're at at this point. Yeah, yeah, that's I know. Facet it, of life. It's tough for us that have managed to survive this gauntlet without taking it and then watching other people suffer able unable to conceive babies born with problems um you know all kinds of illnesses and you have sudden death from healthy athletes like at the time of their life 
and gain. It's like, okay, Jesus. Yeah, they <laughs> so came up I, with they came up with new diseases, it. SADS, sudden right. adult yeah, death syndrome. Monkeypox is just the shingles from the the vaccine. Oh, what you're saying? Hold on, you're saying monkeypox is shingles from the vaccine? Yeah, that's that is, they had to rebrand it because people that got the uh, shot were. But why is it only gay and, guys though? And shingles, and so they had to rebrand it. Why? Why is it only gay guys? What about though? the sodomy? Yeah, I was gonna say, what about the sodomy aspect of it? I don't know. I think that's part of just uh, maybe some fear campaign against gays or something. I don't know where that falls in, but I just oh, know. Oh come on. There's I don't no know fear how that works on, against the, gays. on the on the on the the gay side of it, but a lot of people are saying that the yeah the monkeypox is just shingles. Now I will say this: if it is a sacrificial lamb, if it is turning gays into a sacrificial lamb, it's a really half-assed sacrificial lamb. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, it's not. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's shingles. Well, thing, it's I like mean, if God's, anything, yeah, God, if anything, it's annoying. God loves to wait. God loves to lay waste to your best-made plans. The elite Illuminati included. I, I honestly think that coronavirus, whatever it was, ultimately, I think a lot of it was scam. Because uh, I was uh, a huge part of my life over the past and like a lot of personal loss because people went to the hospital and died because they had the flu or pneumonia and they weren't given the normal simple medicines that worked and then instead were starved and not given simple vitamins uh you know nightmare but what i think initially happened was the thing that they did weaponize was a dud and that's what i mean by the that that do ex machina like god from the machine like lightning bolt i'm gonna ruin your plan or negate it in a way and so i think a lot of um, do I think it was planned? Do I think it was released? Probably. Do I think it was the dud? More than likely. I think they wanted more people killed. I think that's why they had to do all the scamming with the, the nursing homes and the CDC protocols because it wasn't killing as many people. And it's the same thing with the monkeypox. And the thing is, it's, it's going to be very hard to run this scam again because people are awake to it now. They're sure there's still people that, this is what really made me upset, are the same people that woke up to, you know, Klaus Schwab and Lady Gaga and Bill Gates, and all this shit during the coronavirus stuff. As soon as Ukraine stuff happened, it's the same clowns. It's like Marina Abramovic and Lady Gaga. And, <laughs> and if, if Jay-Z and Charles Schwab are agreeing on something, that's not where you want to be. I'm like, did you just forget that these same people were trying to stick a needle in your arm and lying to you about staying home and wearing masks and then letting people loot and riot in the street over a criminal? No, did you forget that? So yeah, that's been frustrating for me that people have such a short memory for what they just went through. Well, yeah, I mean the short memory span, and that's the TikTok talking and the the YouTube shorts and the Instagram uh, feed and whatever. That's people's people have the attention spans of goldfish, the memories of a goldfish. I mean, it's, it's terrible. Um, and they have the yeah. sensibilities of a whore. Well, yeah, most of them. Well, most of them. Are. Like with, with Tom Hanks, I'm like, well, you guys, come on now. I mean, is Tom Hanks even alive? Did he go to Gitmo? Who knows? But what you know about Tom Hanks is not good. And so, have you forgotten that in the past year? Are you going to go see this Tom Hanks movie? Is Tom Hanks okay? No. You, you learn these things and you don't forget. And you, like, for example, like once Star Wars became woke and shitty, I'm not. I said I'm not going to talk about. it. I'm not going to give it any energy. I'm not going to bitch too much about it. I'll talk about it like on a podcast from time to time. But part of the problem with these people on YouTube is that are against Star Wars, you're still giving it energy. You're still putting like attention on it. If it's shitty, just stop going to it, stop talking about it, and it'll die or it'll change. And so I don't forget about these things. I don't like 
for example, Gay Pride Month, every, like for example, Burger King, they had a promotion in Austria where you could get a double bottom or a double top bun. Right. I said, I said, you know what? They didn't run the ad in the U.S. I said, I'm never eating Burger King again. I don't care. Well, Burger Any King did a co- they did a gay thing last year where they had uh, the Burger King making out with Ronald McDonald. So like, yeah, they were doing gay stuff uh, in the Netherlands. Yeah. That was in the Netherlands so said, last you know year. <clears throat> so this 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 gay thing I thought was funny. It was the two top buns and two bottom buns, and I'm like, you you guys obviously don't understand how that works because it doesn't work that way. But two tops don't do that. Whatever. Burger King didn't get the thing. It's kind of like that well, airline. The, <laughs> the air, like the airline was like, no matter how you click it, you know, you get to fly with us. And it's got like two male ends and then two female ends and then a male and a female end. I'm like, you know, the funny part like, about that is. niggas are going to die. Right. Is the gays are going to die if the plane crashes. And I'm going to be well, safe. Yeah, that's what's, that, 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 I don't know if that was. You know, intended with that ad, but it's like, yeah, the only seatbelts that works are the straight ones. Right. And it's, well, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they didn't intend it to be like that, unless there was like the one ad guy that was in there. There's like like our guy that was being sneaky. No, no, he's no. Like, honestly, said, it's a gay right. thing. He's like, I gotta make it gay, but at least I'm gonna make it, uh, right. you know, subversive. Right. So yeah, isn't it fucked up that that like saying that something straight is subversive? We're getting close, my friend. That's why yeah. I'm like. I, I've been on the fence and quiet about these things for a long time because it's like, you know what? I really don't have too much beef with people. But what happened over the past few years to me personally and then like recently with like kids I know, family members under 10 years old, they're like, I'm gay. I'm like, I'm trans. I'm like, There's no fucking way that that's possible unless you were abused. And that's I, my belief is gay happens a few different ways, but primarily through abuse, physical abuse. Uh, and then another is brainwashing. Like there, I think there are kids out there that might have not been physically abused, but have been brainwashed from an early age by, I don't know, just horrible parents. Or and again, when I say horrible groomed, stuff, it's like basically. I, it, always go to like Jesus on the cross. It's like forgive them, Father. They know not what they do because it's like if they really know what they were doing. I don't think they do it, but they think it's cool to like be a parent and virtue signal and say their kids a tranny when he's five years old or six or whatever. So yeah. It got to a point where it's like, you know what? I have to say something. I have to, like, I can't be a centrist and quiet and, and just say, okay, everything is fine. Let's love everybody. No, you have to. For me, at least, I said, I've got to say something about this. I can't be permissive anymore because where the permissive train is going is to pedophilia and even mm-hmm. worse things. So it's like, you know what? We said gay was cool for a while. A lot of Christians cocked myself included and said, okay, this is fine. Let's, and again, you're supposed to love. You're supposed to love everybody. Love this. Yes, but, love the sinner, hate the sin. Right, and so it's, it's. But it's very hard to split that with people. To, but to be able to hold that space of like, okay, I love you as a person, but what you're doing is like that's wrong. You're not supposed to be doing that. And I know you've been lied to, and you probably been raped and abused. Well, and, yeah. But it's wrong, Sorry. and so it's hard to thread that needle sometimes. Of like, I love you, but what you're doing is extremely wrong, and because you can, because you're condemning people. You know, it's like, oh, this is my. It's like, well, go ahead. You're you're not condemning a person, not not really, not well through my belief. I'm condemning them. That my belief is superior to theirs. That I have the truth, and they don't. They, they, they listen. A lot of these leftists, as you, as I'm sure you're aware, live in this postmodernist, permissive. Everything is like my truth. And your truth is your truth. There's no sub, there's no objective truth. There's, yeah, every truth is subjective. Everything. Yeah, so it's permissive. Right. right. Like, okay, this is my truth to be gay or to be uh, to be trans or whatever or to be a map, a, a minor attracted person. 
Like this is where we're going with the, the wizardry and the wordplay is, oh, I'm, I'm so permissive to the gay stuff. Oh, I, oh, I'm so permissive to trans. I don't want to offend a trans person. The next thing you know, you've got the pedophiles knocking on your door. Right. Well, well, what I mean by you're not condemning them is it's simply semantics. You're rebuking them is what you're doing. They're being condemned by their own actions. Right. Well, yeah. They, right. they, and, and look, I've grown up in the liberal church of Christianity. So, so many of them, uh, being where I'm at and it's always, well, love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh, and you know, God doesn't send anybody to hell. They send themselves to hell. No, it's pretty clear there is a standard here. And when you are in full rebellion, when you're in full uh, reprobate status, um, so to speak, God does send you to hell. You were done. You were damned. There, there is a point. And um, you know, I'm I'm not exactly sure uh, where you stand there. But all I'm saying is that when they talk about their subjectivity, there is a sect of Christians that will do the exact same thing. And that in and of itself is subversion throughout you know, Christianity. And they change biblical translations to do the same thing, to push that narrative. Um, when in reality, no, there is objectivity. There's I agree. Objectivity that, and there is a power that, yeah. that damns you for your choices. Yes, that's the thing, is there is an objective good, which is why they push the multiverse stuff so much, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. man. Oh, I'm glad you bring that up. The multiverse, because, you know, and it, it's... Because it, in another universe... I don't, I don't believe any of that stuff. Trump's president, and Trump, oh my we're, God. we're all winning. What timeline are you or, on, bro? Or, or pedophilia is legal. Right. There's not a timeline. In a, in a, that's not a... That's, in a timeline. That's not yeah. a timeline. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, nah. That doesn't happen. Anytime there's been like rampant pedophilia, there's been like a put down. Fire. It. Yeah. <laughs> fire. <laughs> fire from the sky. There's that, you know. Yeah. Um, no, totally the end of the culture that it's doing. That's doing it for sure. Basically. Like all the, all, you know, it's, you know, historically, yeah, like the Greeks. And uh, I mean, you know, that's where Tom Hanks supposedly is now, like the Greek, the pedophile haven. A whole culture of pedophilia in, in, in uh, ancient Greece. Uh, so yeah, but doesn't make it right. I always thought pedophile haven was uh, uh, Southeast Asia. Well, well that's that. sex yeah. tourism. That's yeah. sex tourism haven. I, I, I wouldn't go. That's like broad sex tourism. So it's not just pedophiles. Yeah. It's, it's just, like the mall you know. of of sex tourism. You can get all kinds yeah. of perverted stuff. I mean, in fair, Asia. fair. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Interesting. Never thought well, I'd be well, having well, that. Well, I never thought I'd be making that distinction. Or yeah, that, that, the, that the distinction difference between would be made yes. to me on the show. Yes, the difference between Greece, Southeast Asia. Greece has a very pro-pedophile culture, and they don't extradite to the U.S. Yeah, there's that's that's why uh, Tom Hanks and his wife moved there, right? Because they don't have extradition. Supposedly, I mean, I was really on the story, and I'm still to a degree. He hasn't posted since the pandemic on his Twitter that. He was the first person to get coronavirus uh, publicly, and he was in Australia doing the Elvis movie. He was photographed in a facility that a lot of people claim was a military facility because the way they had, you know, like barcodes and stuff on the, the furniture and stuff in the background. Mm. And I don't know if you ever follow that narrative at all, but it's a pretty deep rabbit hole. And, and Tom has confirmed at the top of the Illuminati of Hollywood. 
he's a definitely a, a, I mean, you can tell by the work he gets and the people he works with. I mean, you're A-list for a reason because there's a lot of more talented people that aren't A-list and it's only because they're not doing certain things. Well, he's, I mean, there's a theory that he's a, uh, is it a Kennedy? He's like a, he's like some a Rothschild other, or no a Rockefeller a Rockefeller yeah he's some Rockefeller Thomas Rockefeller or something yeah he's the one that like went on an expedition yeah went on an expedition and disappeared yes. and now there's Tom Hanks yeah exactly which is something they, that they have done throughout history is either have bastards or have have legitimate children and pass them off as bastards of other families or mm-hmm. have these children disappear or die in wars as like great commanders and then show up somewhere else as a politician um it's the same the same plays it's like Alex jones and uh Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks. Bill Hicks oh yeah. Oh, so you're yeah. a Bill Hicks. You're a Bill Hicks guy. All right, cool. See, you say you said earlier that you hadn't gotten a chance to listen to a lot of our stuff, but I feel like you've listened to like ninety percent of the last two years of this show. Well, let me ask you this: How did you you guys found me through? I can't believe that's news, right? Yes, Grognak was our uh, the guy who found you, and there he is. yeah, I th- I think I sent him something on Bill Hicks. Yeah. But you found me on Telegram, right? Or how did I you found find you on? Uh, I can't believe it's news. Yeah. Uh, well, how did you start following that podcast? Because that's like a hidden podcast. Actually, um, through your co-host who is on Blurry Creatures, we've we've Kara, uh, okay. shared some of the guests that Blurry Creatures have because we have some similar topics. Yeah, you know, we had to stop doing that because she didn't like me saying faggot and nigger and and. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. and, well, I was like, and, and, this guy, and questioning this guy like knows the Holocaust. Up. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's so dangerous to just question the Holocaust. You get, you can't even, you know, get banned in Germany if you, uh, you get arrested. You know, like, if you want reach, if you want to be somebody, if you want to make money, uh, you don't want to hang with me when I say these words because, you, honey, you aren't equipped to deal with the back, the the, the potential backlash. Oh, and that's yeah. fine. I, I totally agree. Like, it's I, not for everybody to say, and and uh, and even saying it, I think, like, it's like the word cunt to me. It's like, yeah. It's a word, and yeah, it has its right time and, and use, but it's oh, not like a, a classy word, word. I don't go around saying nigger. Uh, I don't think it's a classy word, but I don't also I don't want to be afraid to say it and that we've lost the ability to say a word, especially when my intention isn't to harm or hurt anybody with the word. That's what I find so funny about it. It's just a word you can't say. Right. Well, yeah. the fact that they purport to have free speech and then they have you know banned words, legit banned words, like I don't know. It's, well, it, it's banned depending on who you are. Like, you can get yeah. on if you're black, you can say oh, as much as you want anywhere you want. Or if you you're can like, say anything you YouTube, want, you can say anything you want when you're black. Well, that's true. Literally, but when you're on YouTube, though, there's certain topics you can't talk about, even no matter what race you are. You can't, oh, yeah. like, you can't talk about the Jews on, on and like, YouTube. Yeah, like Young Pharaoh. I don't know if you ever followed that guy. He's like a super black, like enlightened, like conspiracy guy, but super based against the Jews. Sounds and, and, familiar. In all the wrong ways, right? In all the wrong... Well, he's now listed. He's on the ADL list now. Oh. Uh, oh, well, yeah, he got welcome, brother. I'm on the ADL list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm on the ADL. I have an SPLC page. I'm not proud of that, but yeah. I'm 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 glad I'm just sitting in a filing cabinet somewhere in Millington. Right. That's just yeah, for, that's for clarification for the audience is that the we were Israel's or we were the um Egyptians guy. No, young Pharaoh is we was Egyptians. Yeah. Oh yeah, we was kings. He's like a we yeah. was kings. He was a we was kings. Okay. Definitely yeah. we was kings guy. Because I know there's 
varying factions. It's, it's Hotep nationalism is what it is. Yeah. Right. Or yes, Hotep yes. supremacy. Sorry. Hotep supremacy. And then you but have... he kind of crosses the aisle, though. He really crosses the aisle with a lot of, like, the conspiracy stuff. It's like Whoopi Goldberg and her thing against, like, uh, like Jews or white people. Like, oh. that's how black people see Jews. Yeah. Like, but... why don't, it was... It was like an eye opener for a lot of people when Whoopi Goldberg's like, "Oh no, they're they're white people." Uh, yeah, it was, she's a terrible. But to person. blacks, they are because the skin color. You don't they don't go into the sure. whole cultural. Thing, no, there's like a being book. A Jew. There's like a you look book. at a Jew, they're white. Yeah, well, there's a book called "We Thought They Were White." It's written by a black a black guy who's like basically apologizing <laughs> to white people because <laughs> what the Jews have done to blacks. It's true though. And I mean, like everything and that's white bad people are that looking people on that like mm-hmm. disappointing. Yeah. And then they find out it's these Jews. It's it's a whole education for a lot of like. It was, my mom has gotten an education over the past year and all these things. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> like a bunch of Jews, a, oh, a bunch of Jews are just writing these programs, and I, they yeah. have no value system. It's even remotely close to yours. I said, should we be watching these things? You know, like just giving like normal people who have no idea, just assume that there's these companies that make these programmings and they're they're Christian people that think like they do and like it couldn't be further from the truth. Oh my God. Oh you and can't look it, at- God forbid you bring up a term like Edomite and then just watch their their programming just wait. Yeah, what? yeah. <laughs> they don't There's know what that is. They, Reinhard, they don't know say, what that is. They don't know what an Edomite yeah, is. That's a little too much for that, but yeah. yeah. But there's certain words though. Just saying like Jew is incendiary to some people. It really sure. is. It, it is. It's strange because it triggers something like Pavlovianly. Well, That's it's all word. the programming. The programming is yeah. so intense. I, I was like, I was in the grocery store the other day after just seeing Anne Frank on the front of the Google. Again. I had the Google. Oh. Again. And then I'm sitting <laughs> I there. At, you meant seeing the, Anne Frank in the grocery store. Right. Well, I'm sitting there at the, at the line, at the checkout line, and it's like they never give up on this narrative. No, they're, the they're Time like, Magazine special. Course. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah, a different... Like a, Time. It was a Time Magazine special about like the Anne Frank story, like yeah. 70, 80, 90 years later, however long it's been. They have one. They've had one, like a couple of different ones. A couple of different magazines have done, I've noticed at the grocery store, that it's not just Time Magazine. There's been like three different Anne Frank ones. And there's always a plethora of Anne Frank headshots. Was she right? Was yeah. she an actress? She, she must have gone to like J.C. Penney. Yeah, did they? Or I was something say, while yeah. she was did in the they attic. Go to like a, like, like when, remember remember you used to go to like Olin Mills with your parents and get like yeah. the whole family get yeah. the whole family pictures taken. You have to dress nice for like the day and get there with your whole family and take pictures and yeah, that's it. Looks like they did that with her, but just her a lot. So yeah, I'm at the grocery store and I'm like looking up and I'm like I'm, I'm laughing at this point because I'm like this they just it, I, I'm not mad at Jews in general I don't hate Jews in general I just think it's comical at this point because the thing is the, the Zionists at the top they they like to see their own go down too yeah they, they don't, don't care, care about their own, they, their own people well, yeah that's that's the thing is they they have different factions that all may be vying for the same thing but guess what they're all factions separately that are vying for the same positions mm-hmm. so they hate each other almost as much as they hate us and that's what i tell other people i'm like look you're worried i'm like don't you understand it's like a two-headed eagle like there's factions and sides i go you think it's like one united illuminati I go these people are just like there's no honor amongst thieves and these are criminals who are operating at a very low level of consciousness if not completely piloted by a demon i said yep. it's like gremlins like you, you they they're going to try to do things and be bad but they're like gremlins. They're stupid, and they're so unconscious to what they're doing that a lot of times 
like th their plans just completely fall apart because it's not in alignment with the truth. Right. Yeah. I, but, but people, but people, you know, they willingly sign up for the brainwash. And that's what I mean by like Zog is an offer. Yeah. It, it, it's painful to exit the system and not to depend on Amazon and Apple and Walmart and whatever big corporation, but there's so much value in, you know, living locally, learning new skills. Um, and then like, you see how your life changes because you're not, you know, you're not looking at porn. You're not getting ideas from other people who don't believe in the same things you believe in. And just like literally just being programmed as simple as that. That's definitely true because that's definitely what's happening. Everybody's programmed. Uh, whether it's so, oh, it's it's everything. It's social media. It's um, regular media. It's movies. It's television. It's uh, education. It's training at work. Dude, it, it's infected everything. So, and it's, and, the, and the ego is out of control on people, and the willingness to lie for money is really why we're in the problem we're in. Is so many people are so compromised and so willing to either be paid off or take a payday. Mm -hmm. instead of telling the truth and it's disgusting and so my mission is to and my brand is basically just telling the truth and i'm all the time wrong and i will admit it i will make an about face but i'm pretty right about the things i believe in <laughs> i'm always searching for the truth and i've never like my podcast doesn't run on like me selling stuff or promo codes not that i knock anybody that does that but then but i don't want anybody i'm not i never want to be beholden to anybody uh or their uh, whatever they want to do, their plans. No, it's just me. It's my truth, and that's I get cathartic. It's a very cathartic thing to do the podcast and just because I'm saying I, a lot of times, being almost psychopathic, I'm able to say things that a lot of people think, but they never say because they have a real job and a real life, and they don't want to be ostracized or blacklisted or shadow banned. And also, most people just want to lie for money. So I'm like on the completely opposite end of that. I don't care about your money. I'm a, I'm a uh, principled person. I care more about principles than anything. And, and so I also learned that a lot of the things I used to like, they get shitty when the person gets too famous or they get too much money. Like Joe Rogan. used to like Joe Rogan so much, and he's just completely gone down the more money he's made and the more exposure to oh, the mainstream dude. he's gotten. He talked to, like, Brendan Schaub, um, and who's the fat guy that used to go on his show all the time? Not Eddie Joey Diaz. Joey Diaz. Yeah, talk to Joey Diaz and like Brendan Schaub and those guys. And they're like, oh, yeah, man. We know that when we go on his show now, he, he's like a CIA show. But, you know, he's still our buddy. You know, because they, they remember when it was just him in his living room, you know, on Skype. And now he works for the CIA. So, you yeah. know. It, right. Yeah. It's just and life, he's, man. <laughs> he's, a, he's a gatekeeper for men. And a lot of people think he's gay. Um, but at a minimum, uh, bisexual. Well, there's well, also I people mean, that think he's if Bill if yeah. Bill Hicks can be best friends with Blair White, right? There you go. Oh man, when 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 Alex Jones started having Blair White sit on his lap, I was like, oh my god, so oh. yeah, yeah, ah, like, so bad. Yeah, this, I feel like this belongs. I feel like this goes further on like, Pornhub.com. Well, no, I mean I've always said like even from the beginning, from season one. I've always said that no matter what Alex Jones is, I love his character, right? Uh, he's a great entertainer, right? And I've always yeah, said that. Yeah, I'm the same way. And I've always said that. But now that he's doing this thing with Blair White, like, was it a couple of years ago he got caught with, like, a uh, with like a, oh, a, yeah, a tranny, tranny porn, porn tab? 
open like yeah. a training porn tab on like brave or something <laughs> yeah. on like a brave browser behind a vpn um like that's bad enough you know and then now he's doing the thing with blair white and it's like kind of like now i'm not no you can't have nothing not even alex jones not even Bill you don't Hicks. even get a good fake conspiracy right. character right right you don't even get a and good i've favorite. never i'm i'm sorry i've never liked joe joe rogan ever like I I, I've listened to his stuff begrudgingly. I don't think I ever liked his podcast. I listened to a few episodes. See, that's not a meme that I don't listen to podcasts. I really don't. I know. don't. E- I used Dude, to. I don't either. No, that's the thing is I used to from like 2006 to 2005 to like 2012. I listened to podcasts nonstop. It was like all that Michael Tassarian and Alex Jones yeah. and Adam Kokesh and Red Ice and uh man, all that's a Freeman and um Alan Watt and Alan Watts and dude so, so yeah. <laughs> well see see what killed me was joining you on the Paranormies mm-hmm. and going to going to like more conventions, meetups, and meeting more uh, more people like Skywatch TV people, Tim Alberino, you know, a lot of these people that do podcasts. I'm like, man, I don't have time to sit here and listen to you guys. Why don't I just read the books and do this stuff for myself? Yeah. Like we have our own show. Why don't I just put it on my own show? <laughs> right. There's that. The podcasting's it's been an interesting journey. Um, being able to talk to some of these people who you've read their books or you've seen them on TV or a podcast and yeah. You're talking to them. So I keep going for that. Um, like, I don't make money off the podcast. It's like, why do I do it? A, because I'm entertained. I entertain myself doing it. And I just like the audience I've been able to cultivate on Instagram, which is where I spend most of my time. And that's where my audience and internet fame would come from in the world of memes. I've been spending the past five years, like, and especially the past two or three before I got extremely banned, just very high level memeing. With a very a bunch of very high level meme accounts, I've inspired probably most of the current psychedelic meme community. Uh, even though I don't get any credit for some, it, that is some esoteric lore. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah. No, my, my 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 besides living in the float center and the 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 the, 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 the Instagram and the memes precedes the podcast. The podcast is kind of a companion piece to the Instagram account, and I've got so many like. B-list celebrities that follow that account, and <laughs> I've been able to like talk to so many people that are in Hollywood, and they're like, "There is truth to what you're saying. Like, keep pushing." Um, because there's many times where I was dejected. I'm like, "I'm shadow banned, or I just lost my account." And then somebody's like, "Oh, you know, you got to come back. We need you. Like, you know, we need another digital soldier here in this war." So I've been in quite a few meme wars. The 2016 meme war, I was there for that, and the ah, yes. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Yes. yes. And then, obviously, the past couple of years with all the absolute, just like, it, March of 2009 or 2020, I'm like, wow, they're really doing it. They're really, like, going through with the plan. Like, I'm not talking about Q. I was talking about the Deep State and the Illuminati and like, mm. the kill-off. And, and then you got David Wilcock doing his live streams and, like, oh, you better be bunkered down with your oh, guns yes. and your... And so I thought, oh, wait, wow, Wilcox's a prepper. The same time. Like, David like, Wilcox's a prepper, bro. What's that? David Wilcox is a prepper. Oh yeah, but you're talking mm. about the alien guy, right? The, yeah, with yeah, the gigantic the, forehead. Yeah, the yeah. guy with the biggest forehead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was a yeah, huge like 
you know, be ready, be prepared. Oh yeah. Have yeah. Mm. oh yeah. Like he was in March of 2020, he had everybody convinced that like, Q was real. And this was the, sh- the sh- this was the, the storm, you oh, know, the boy. lockdowns and the pet, like for months there, people were convinced. And I'm still, I saw the ankle bracelets on Ellen. I saw the ankle bracelets yeah. on Oprah. I, I don't I, know what you guys no, said on that. No, I know. Here's, we here's, we saw all that, too. Yeah, here's the thing. They th- do not underestimate the amount of red herrings that they can throw out um, and that they the lengths they will go to to throw out those red herrings. Um, they, man, we've, we've even talked to Wayne McCroy over the past couple of months who's even talked to us about Project Bluebeam being a fake like this this big gigantic plan to fake this alien invasion that will bring in the religion of the new world order uh that we've all been seeing you know move towards over the past few years is he's like look i've looked through the documents i've looked through government archives there's nothing (laughs) so so this is just happening organically then it's happening organically, or, or Bluebeam does exist, and they've blown every evidence piece of evidence they can, or it's a red herring. Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's that's what well, I'm getting. So, hmm? so do you guys believe in the concepts like leak. like Project Looking Glass, um, Area Fifty One? Uh, you know, uh, what's the boat that they dematerialized? The, you know, the Philadelphia. The Philadelphia. Experiment. Do you guys believe in? Yeah, do you guys believe in those kind of things, or is that too? too sci-fi for you oh no absolutely like um area well area 51 is not like an you know like an alien um storage facility or anything like that there's there's stuff going on uh most likely um ohio what'd you say ohio well ohio that's Wright patterson but um yeah Wright patterson thank you but area yeah area 51 um I mean, that's a giant red herring. Like, they did the whole, like, you know, bum rush Area 51. Was that two years ago? Yeah. Yeah, that, that turned out to be um, a giant retarded. Did you ever hear about the, the, the battle under Dulce base? The, with the... Dulce with uh, Phil Schneider? Yeah, yeah. that's one yes. of my favorite ones. We did an episode about Phil Schneider uh, four years ago, I think. We did it. With, there was what was good... the conclusion on that? The conclusion on that was um, there's absolutely no way that he beat himself to death with his own catheter. And hung himself. That that was done by some sort of agents, and uh, he was onto something. Uh, whether it was um, physical manifestations of demons, or it was you know what we would consider aliens, he saw the stuff in the underground base down there. I mean, those things actually exist. So yeah, yeah, those domes actually exist. They're connected. I mean, you can go from coast to coast in America in a matter of minutes. Um, from these things, I am a firm believer in the whistleblowers of the domes. Yeah, I think that's what the secret space program actually is. I don't think there's actually all this shit that they talk about with the well, Galactic Federation. Do you? Oh no, it's all. Do underground you know of a guy stuff. named? Oh, sorry, Johnny. I just said it's all underground stuff. It's 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 yeah. The, I was, well, right, that's the secret stuff, space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. is underground. Do, do you know of a guy named Tim Osman? Yeah, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 no, it, it's Osman with a Z. He's an he's an Osman. Uh, yeah, oh, oh no, he's an author. No, no. <laughs> he he's written um, 
like some conspiracy type books, some like overarching uh, large conspiracies. Um, which one are you referencing, Reinhardt? Uh, so decoding the Metascript. Oh yeah. Um, which I mean, Tim Osman is a flat earther. He's a Christian. He is a um, firm believer that the space program, as it continues, will meld to transhumanism and will essentially just be underground bunkers on this planet that will, or planet under this realm, uh, that will mimic you being on another planet, basically using Disney type technology, which they've been using in their theme parks for years. Yeah, they prep you with what is it, uh, Cruise in USA or whatever the flying stuff is. Where you, you, oh, it's you, freaking yeah. terrible! You literally no, it's not terrible. I, it's awesome because it sense. It I mean, it's, it yeah, makes it's you cool. feel like you're actually moving. Flying. You're literally not going anywhere. Like you're like your right. seat no, is going up down um, a little bit, and there's wind. It's Soren is what you're talking Soren, about, yeah. and they made yeah. one for that movie Avatar. Yes, the Avatar, oh, yeah, the Avatar one, one. Yeah. Flight of Passage. Which I'll tell you this: I love cool. that movie solely for the world building because I'm a nerd. Yeah, but that, uh, that ride was pretty cool. I've gone on it a couple times. Not gonna lie, but the ride. The ride's pretty freaking sweet. It is. But that kind of technology, they will put that in a bunker. Mm-hmm. They will amp it up 10 times, a well, thousand times. Like they showed with, um, you know, we always talk about Revelation of the Method in movies in the, yes. uh, the Godzilla versus King Kong. Remember they had him trapped on an island in a dome where the sky was uh, inside of a dome, but it looked like a three-dimensional, you know, sky. Well, and in the original uh, King Kong uh, film from that series that they did with Tom Hiddleston, uh, mm-hmm. it was all based on Hollow Earth theory. Yeah, yeah. There's like dinosaurs still alive. Exactly. It, like hollow, they were throwing bombs into the Hollow Earth and drawing all these creatures out, seeing what came out. Um, so you see this revelation of the method all the time. And it's getting, I think it's getting more and more legitimate because they're getting closer and closer and closer to being able to replicate these things. Mm. And it's all through just the guise of like cape shit stuff is, um, you know, more people are going to beg for it. <laughs> right. Because yeah. what, cool. what are we told always? They will beg. Right. And then Tony Stark well, makes it cool. My... Sorry, did you say Tony? Oh, Tony Stark. Oh, sorry. <laughs> My dystopian vision is basically the Matrix pod, which is because I've already done it with a float tank where first year we were there, we had a guy come in with the technology where you could have a headset on in the tank. So it was uh, waterproof to salt water and you can wear this VR headset in the tank. So you're floating effortlessly in the dark already in the float tank and you've got this headset on and it's playing it's trying to give you the overview effect of like being in space and seeing the Earth and all the shit that these astronauts supposedly feel. Well, I'm like, dude, I'm like, I can't promote this stuff. I'm like, this is like Matrix. This is like the beginning of the Matrix. It's like we're gonna get you in a pod. We're gonna play all kinds of fake shit. You're not even gonna know where you are. In a couple of years, you're gonna put tubes. They're gonna put a tube up to your butthole so you can take a dump without even having to leave. So my and that's why they push the metaverse. And this is why also why they push the trans stuff and the pronoun stuff, which is identity. And so if I can get you into the metaverse inside your mind through a headset or through drugs or a combination, and you're already at odds with your identity, you know, I want you to be at this point, a unicorn or, you know, an F 16, you can be anything you want in the metaverse. Human identity doesn't even matter. And so in terms of all the things I've seen 
personally and all the science fiction I've read, that would be my bet is I mean, they, they say you're going to live in a pod, you're going to eat the bugs, and you're going to own nothing and you're going to love it. That's what the World Economic Forum pushes, but literally. And so for me, having seen it already that people are already trying to do VR in the, in the float tank and the float tank basically separates you from your body by default. And you can lay right. in a float tank for hours. And if you've got tubes and shit hooked up to you, this basically what Neo's laying in. Right. You know, they're using them as batteries in the matrix, but you know, this is where we're going. I think now, and I, now, but that's dystopian though. I don't believe in dystopian. <laughs> I believe in white killing. <laughs> I mean, I, I would like to believe that a dystopian reality would be far less retarded and gay than what we have now, but hey, here well, we are. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Johnny, did you see what I posted on the channel earlier today? Which about one? history as we know it. Um, maybe. It was uh, the long list of the periods of history. Oh, yeah. First age, <laughs> second age, third age, Lord of the Rings, Cataclysm, Atlantis II, Electric Boogaloo. Oh, wait, Robert. See Robert Howard. Electric. Yes. Cataclysm, <laughs> Conan the Barbarian, Cataclysm. Atlantis Three, Troy, Lost Time, Homer, History as We Quote No. Right. Oh, I love it. I mean, um, that makes as much sense as anything else. Right. I mean, that's that's reality. But why would you want to believe anything else? Um, before I forget, float. I do have a question. Um regarding the sensory deprivation concept and and specifically regarding floating now i've talked to we we have a show on here called around the campfire where we share like personal stories that people have had with the supernatural and and um you know what they've dealt with and we had a guy on last year um kind of dan from wisconsin who actually has done a lot of work with what's called the gonsfeld experiment Oh, it, that's with the, uh, the ping pong balls on the eyes and the white noise, right? You can do ping pong balls. Yeah, he does like just a white sheet. Um, but yeah, you do static, static in your ears, a sheet over your eyes, and uh, red light. Right. You know, that's the, yeah, he's the he's experimented. In, yeah. He's experimented with different lights, colored lights, and he's experimented with frequencies of white noise. And hmm. he has sworn off doing any Gonsfeld uh, dives after he tried 33 hertz, 66, uh, 666 hertz, uh, and different <laughs> ones. He tried oh, to go through numerology and found some insanely disconcerting stuff, um, including almost being physically attacked. Um, I mean, have, Ed, have you had any experiences or do you know anybody who's had experiences of that? I don't mean to like change the subject completely. No. Get towards the end here. I've seen, and I've, I, that's a question that's been burning in my mind. I've personally encountered entities in the tank. Uh, I've had experiences where I was being supposedly upgraded. My consciousness was being expanded by beings um, just outside of my awareness, but could speak to me. Um. What was like the core of the question? I guess. Uh, well, oh, 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 like, oh, oh, like, yeah, I've, I've had experiences that most people would never do psychedelics again if they had them. Like pure hell, really? like pure. Oh yeah, like I know what it feels like when somebody's like it's suicidal, and that's a horrible feeling. And I'm like, the only way I could get away from that was like going for a walk. If I sat down 
during this trip and didn't move, it was like I wanted to get a gun and put it to my head and just end it. It was like so depressing, so sad. Yeah, I felt that uh, I've been, though there's points where I've been possessed. And I learned about the nature of reality um, in terms of like your personality seems to be stored in a grid. Like this is just a grid of, of energy. It's like they call it the Akashic Records. I don't put a name on it because nobody said this is the Akashic Records. But it just seems to me that living or dead, our information is stored in this field. And the only reason I say this is because I've had experiences where I've channeled, I've been on the phone with somebody while I've been channeling somebody that they know who is alive. Meaning I'm talking to somebody, but I'm like using, I was saying words and telling them things only their mother would know. But their mother's alive, so it's not like I'm channeling a dead person. And then I for sure yes. had experiences where um, entities have hopped in um, to behind the wheel. To uh, you, you could say, like you look in the mirror. It's hard to explain actually to somebody who's never been in that space where you are just an awareness watching your mind, because that's really I... that's really what's going on. Is you're not yeah. your thoughts. You're not your body. I mean, are you the same person that you are when you were two? No. You're not your body. You are not your mind. Do you like that's what's great as an artist is these thoughts aren't coming from you. God's giving you the potential through inspiration uh, to create something. And so I always get mad when like, people are like, oh, you stole my idea. Or like sometimes across the world, somebody will invent something at the same time somebody else will. It's up there in the collective consciousness. And I think people who are on a certain frequency can tap into that. And so I don't. I don't believe in like creating something and really having too much ownership over it. And I really don't get too mad when people take my ideas because I really trust at the end of the day that a benevolent loving God has put me here for a reason and to bring uh, the awareness of God into other people's life through the experience of dealing with me in whatever manner that God brings me to, to that person. So I've had, I've had good, good entities, bad entities, um, I, I, my takeaway on aliens is they're basically good and bad angels and demons that I've never, I've never experienced a full blown, like physical alien. So I can't even say that, but, okay. the, but the extraterrestrial energies and entities have been from another dimension or they were kind of like spirits more than something physical. I've never had a, a, a physical it's always been either a telepathic mental thing or, yeah, full on. Something's in control of my body and I'm on the sidelines watching it. Hmm. And, yeah, oh, my, yeah, it's not necessarily a good thing. I was going to say, my brother would uh, would know quite a bit about that. He he spent a while himself not in control of his own body, not through the use of drugs. Right. Um, so possession no. and all these things are absolutely real things. And what I think about no. demonic possession is somebody has a habit that has turned into an addiction that has become demonic. And then at a, at a certain point, um, it gets so bad that the, the person there kind of just steps out and the demon is full, in full charge. And that's what oh, he's, that's what I think is happening at the high level of like the government and stuff with people like Joe Biden and stuff and shit like Kamala Harris when their eyes turn black. Or like you, you'll, hear, you'll, hear, you'll hear interviews with Beyonce. And she created this alter ego called Sasha Fierce when she first got big. That's right. her demonic like thing taking over. Yeah. She's like, it takes over well, right before I hit the stage. Well, and I bring this up. Oh, God, I don't know how many times I've freaking brought this up on the show now, but I always run to it. Is, you know, I've heard stories many, 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 many times now 
especially over the past three years of people who are just walking down the street and they'll be involved in you know prayer uh they're sitting at a coffee shop a guy was jogging in the park and suddenly people just like look over their eyes turn black and they snarl at somebody Mm. like i and this goes back to what we talked about in the very very beginning of this episode is there's far more of a pandemic of demonic oppression and demonic possession um oh, yeah I now drugs were involved in my brother's life they were involved in my brother's life but uh he also ended up at a ritual sacrifice so that's kind of where things began for him um <laughs> one day we may share the story on the show but it, as far as these entities go so you you talk about them being extra dimensional, whether they're aliens or whatever. Um, we tend to agree. Um, I'm not saying that the physical aliens don't exist. I, I personally can't say that they do. Well, they my could, experience, they could be physical, but also extra dimensional. Sure. I mean, we've talked about that. Right, before. But like, I'm just saying I, they haven't come to me in a, in a, in a, in a sober Oh, I reality. see what you mean. In, They've in only like come a, to me in higher states. Or like right, right, right. You've only encountered them. Oh, okay. Yeah, you've only encountered them on like DMT trips and that kind of stuff. It was like yeah. I was knocking it. I was coming into their realm. I was knocking on their door. Right, mm. right. Well, that's what you're doing, and that's what you're doing when you when you. Well, that's yeah, and that's why I caution people to say, yeah, I, I, I can be. This is this is another reason why me and Karen aren't doing the podcast anymore is because she's moved on from that. Uh, psychedelics and marijuana and stuff like that, which more power to her. Totally. I get it. Like, I'm not like trying to glorify these things, but to be honest, I've smoked marijuana and I've never used a pain pill. I've never used anything that has been manufactured as pharmacia. That is, uh, it's, you know, the weed I smoke. Sure. It's probably grown with pesticides and chemicals to make it, you know, a more robust yield. But uh, that's all I use. So, you know, I'm not completely blameless or sinless. I, I'm a human being struggling through a, 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 a human experience, you know. And, but I don't do anything but the, the natural psychedelics these days. So basically, I'm not if, – if, if I'm going to leave psychedelics um, as a message here on this show, which is to tread carefully – Test the things you get. Definitely test the things if you're going to do them. The most important thing is set and setting. Like your physical uh, being, you should be relaxed as much as possible. You should be in a place where you're going to have privacy. Nobody's going to bust into the room with like horrible news. It's going to kill your trip. You shouldn't, if you're going through a bad spot in life, like if you're unconscious, the psychedelics might come in to wake you up to that. But if you consciously are in a bad spot and you know better, don't take the psychedelics. Don't. Don't avail yourself to a bad trip. And yeah, if you're if you're trying to knock on doors to connect to demons and stuff, be careful what you ask for. You don't know who you're talking to. So I, I don't encourage these things. I, I would say marijuana, mushrooms, if they came to you, if you found benefit out of them. But I know tons of people, not, not, not necessarily their life has been ruined from marijuana, but I think they've lived below their potential, myself included. So, yeah, it tends to it, it tends once it starts taking over um, different aspects of your life, it starts you know making you lazier and lazier, and it really does do for that. Me, yeah, yeah. It, it, for me, the biggest takeaway this last time I quit was it really makes me tolerate things that I normally wouldn't tolerate because mm-hmm. it's like you know what, yeah. fuck it, you know, no, no and, big deal, bro, whatever. And that's the thing is nobody See, that's ever. How I- 
nobody ever has to tolerate good things. You have to build up a tolerance to bad stuff. So if you're tolerating mm. something, it's not a good thing. See, that's how I grew up looking at, at weed. And I, I definitely tried it my fair share of times. I was a server and bartender for years. I mean, tried that and other yeah. stuff. But that's how I grew up looking at it. So I always had this limitation kind of placed on me. Not really placed on me, but I placed it on myself, too. It was just I, I didn't want to enhance anything. I didn't want to go looking for any of this stuff. So I just kind of looked at it like, all right, this was fun, but nah. <laughs> I had the opposite. I'm like, what is this? Where can this take me? As an artist, too, like exploring, like, for example, psychedelics. Weed, initially, I was kind of disappointed because I'm like, you know what? This isn't like seeing things. Like, I, like This is a very unconscious me talking years ago. But I'm like, I want to see things. I want to see like the movie where it's like the walls are breathing. And we, we didn't really do that. Now, edibles will do that to you. You take enough edibles, you've never done it. Well, before. yeah, but that's and also. I, and, and by the way, uh, the best thing to take in the float tank, especially if you're going to have to do it publicly, is the edible. Um, I've had many people come in, mistime their mushroom or acid trip, and it's just been really bad for them. <laughs> but edible, uh, the only thing with doing an edible is you might pass out in the float tank, and it might be very hard for them to wake you up um, because the relaxation is so deep. And edibles give you a more body high, and so the, 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 the way the Epsom salt and the relax, I mean, I'll tell you, don't jerk off in a float tank, but if you do, it's it amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. No. No. Now, right. last time no. I did anything with, with that stuff, it was edibles. And honestly, I can I can imagine what you're saying, but there's no way I'm going to do anything as degenerate as That's... spilling the cup of Hermes. Spil right, oh, right. Wow. Wow. Spilling That's the cup of Hermes. Listen to Let me tell you how relaxing it is. I had women, uh, a friend of mine, she was oh. like, she came out embarrassed. I'm like, what's wrong? She's like, I was so relaxed. I had a spontaneous orgasm. I'm like, wow. Like her, her whole like downstairs relaxed so much that it just untwisted everything. I mean, that's cool. Okay. I guess. I, I guess, know, the, I guess that part of it is cool. I I'd hate, look, to, be, I'd hate to be that guy, that girl's am, husband. Am I too dirty for this podcast? No, it's no. There's okay. no. No, we're okay. fine. Well, I know you say nigger, but can I talk about sex? You know, You're right? <laughs> I know. It's like, wait a second. Hold on a second. That's a that's a bridge too far. What are you doing? What are you talking wait, about? That's illegal. Talking about pee pee and vagina. Yeah. No, wait a second. No. Yeah, dude. We just we we try not to talk about like the penis butt stuff, so that's fine. Right. Oh, no, man. totally, totally. I just, you know, I don't know where the uh, line Yeah, no, it's right fine. Now. No, I get it. No, no, I, I understand. Reinhardt's also Reinhardt's like uh he's he's the very Christian. We usually draw lines on yeah. people here. Yeah. Excuse me. No, what? You don't talk what, you don't talk about you? this kind of stuff normally. Yeah, but I don't push degeneracy and I actively yeah. urge against it. It's right. just, you know, like exactly. these, yeah. these are questions that people ask and they think about like has somebody shit in the tank? Did people jerk off in the tank? Yeah, so what happens if somebody shits in the tank? <laughs> you know what? On my watch, that never happened. It never happened. God. So you can it be relaxed, relaxed and a, hold on a second. Hang on a second. To... You can be relaxed enough to, to have an orgasm, right? It can be bussin' bussin' for real, but you not no. relaxed enough to shit yourself in the thing. That's actually... But, but here's the thing, though. It's fair like, trade. With the, that one was spontaneous, and I don't think the girl expected it. Guys take right. effort. It's not like well, that's the thing is, women can do that. Slow. Like women can be walking down the street and just do an accidentally step the wrong way, and this is bam, they have it. That's what but, I'm saying. It's all like an interconnection of like muscles and stuff that for yeah. her came unwound. 
Yeah, they they have that weird demonic magic anyway. So. Right, and it doesn't. That yeah. never happens. That never happens for guys. Like women can have multiple ones. Guys can't. One guy did once. He died. So. But what happens is, okay. For example, I've, I'm on forums where I, I talk to the float center owners. And I see their horror stories, mm. and it's called Code Brown. And oh, no. you know, if you've got if you've got a floater like a, it looks like a candy bar, and you can just <laughs> scoop it out. You can filter that water. You're okay. But if somebody diarrhea is in the tank, you ah. gotta empty the whole. You gotta empty the no. whole tank out right. and get rid of the water. Somebody shark so shits cost, your tank. That's gonna cost a thousand bucks. Oh my god, thousand dollars worth of salt. So it's basically, basically, if you if you hate the owner of your local float center, go eat some Taco just, Bell. Yeah, float. Well, but go you, eat Skyline yeah. Chili and then go in there. Oh come on! Tank. Don't wish. I don't wish that on anybody. You know, but you sign a waiver and stuff, uh, and you sign a thing that says if I do X, Y, or Z thing and I cause problems, I'm liable, and I can I might have to pay, you know, whatever the whatever damage, damage I cause. Right. And we and we would clearly list that. You that know, shitting you in the tank is one of those things. It, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah if, you, if you cause it to the point where we have to dump the water, because the thing is with a log. You know, it's just living there. You can, you can get it out. You can fish it out. You get like the you get the fishing. You know, you get the goldfish net. You can filter that water out. No right, problem. right, yeah, right. The finer points of crapping in a float tank, dude. If you've ever had a kid shit in the tub, there's ways to get it out without it getting everywhere. So yeah, it's the same. thing. Yeah, no. Last time it happened, you know, Johnny. Did I ever tell you there was a time it happened during the show and I never missed a beat? I think you told and it me was about not that. Not yeah. just a log. I actually had to clean like an entire tub, oh, and I never see during the show. That's terrible. DB is really missing out on this. I know. DB's missing Dude, a, a were, barn burner. We're talking about talking about shit in the tub. <laughs> talking about shit posting. Yeah, right. Literal shit posting. Oh man. Well, but, but that's one of the things I tell people. I'm like, look, before you come float, there's a few things you need to know. What's First that? thing is, don't shave. If you're like a woman, don't shave your legs and stuff before because the Epsom salt can cause a little stinging, and that can bring you out of that space of like relaxation mm. and oneness. The other thing is, yeah, don't eat heavy. Don't eat Indian food. Don't eat Taco Bell. Uh, <laughs> he said Indian before, food. <laughs> don't know, eat Indian food. Anything that might disagree <laughs> with your stomach. I Listen, don't, don't eat some chicken. Know it, it just hits yeah. wrong. Chicken vindaloo. Stay away. I'm, all right, so next time I go float for the very first time ever, I'm just going to consume like 15 eggs. You know, oh, you can yeah. see he does that every day, anyways. That's he's he's idea. doing the thing where he talks about how many eggs he eats. He, he eats a lot of eggs. Actually, today it was eighteen. Eighteen. Are, are you the are you the raw egg nationalist? I am not the raw egg nationalist. No, but he is but a I am raw egg a. nationalist. Yes. Right. Right. You're not that guy, though. No. He's no. Not that guy. No. That guy's no. No. Isn't that guy one of Bap's friends or something like that? Yeah. Not gonna lie, it was a great book. I'll tell you that. The yeah. Raw Nationalist Cookbook, great stuff, but I'm not a fan of Bap or Solbra. Solbra. Solbra probably made it. Uh, Sol- Infowars and like all like uh, Schroyer and all of them are like pumping his book. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, and Schroyer. Yeah. yeah. Bronze Age, Pederast. <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, do like, I do like Jay, Jay Dyer, though. Shout out to Jay Dyer. I think he's a great guy. I like his content. You know who I'm talking about? Yes, totally know who you're talking yeah. about. Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Do you like Jay Dyer or no? Um, I've, I, I've listened to a bunch of Jay Dyer. Again, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, so or any. You know, Jay Dyer is one of those people that got me into Orthodox, uh, Eastern Orthodoxy, and really? that stuff. I, uh, yeah, yeah, he's I know I, he's big. Now, didn't Jay Dyer marry? Um, 
Isn't he married to uh, what's her name? Uh, Jamie the Hanshaw. Yeah, he's married to a girl named Jamie. I don't know anything about her, but her name is yeah. Jamie. She used to be married to Freeman Fly, from the Freeman perspective. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. She's yeah. She's big. On, oh yeah. She she is from like conspiracy 1.0 <laughs> he's been around for a while yeah because they did she did all that disney mk ultra princess and warrior programming stuff uh back oh in my god 2010s don't remind me of that <laughs> i mean it's true <laughs> i know like in the blue and yeah the blue and pink colored stuff and the psychology behind all that stuff yeah, yeah, they, I yeah. know. And anyways, and when all her and Freeman freaking spirals, her and Freeman split up, and she's with Jay Dyer now. And Jay Dyer is like big on like the MK Ultra and Hollywood. Kind of, they kind of go together. Interesting oh, how they how they ended up together. Yeah, that's how I came into Jay Dyer. Stuff was on uh, Gaia, and then he had the other the program with Jay. Uh, what's his name? Widener. Jay Widener. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hollywood esoteric Hollywood or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've listened to yeah. some of that. Yeah. I mean, I've listened to some of it. I don't listen. I haven't listened to a lot of it. Esoteric Hollywood. What's that? Right I said allowable esoteric Hollywood. Right. They don't get. They don't get too far. <laughs> they get. They get really far in one way. Like they're. I, it's just so weird how much certain people are allowed to go a certain way with stuff and to get away with talking about certain things, but they don't touch certain other things. So that makes them safe. Well, yeah, like. Because- uh, Jay Dyer never touches Jews. Right. None of them do. <laughs> right. Well, anybody associated with InfoWars definitely doesn't. Can't. Right. Can't. Not. Right. Well, exactly. And, exactly. and we've had we've had guests on here as well that literally give the entire history of Jews being demonic, Nephilim controlled, Edomite, Khazars, whatever, and still won't say Jews are bad. <laughs> They still don't do the thing because everybody's afraid. I mean, they, a lot of these people have doctorates. They're in academia. They're afraid they're going to lose their livelihood, their credibility, all this stuff. Right. Even yeah, when know, they stumble it. upon it, it, and they know it, and they talk about it. They write an entire book on it. Right. <clears throat> well, it's, uh, it's been quite a few years, and especially for other people just coming into this realm, like the Q stuff and the, the corona shutdown, that – woke up a lot of people or it it tapped them on the shoulder and said, Hey, it's time to wake up at a minimum. Uh, some people will never wake up. I'm okay with that. Uh, but definitely I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm white pilled eternally. Uh, because here's at the end of the day, God controls everything. And so I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about anything that, uh, Satan's got out there because no weapon forged against me against me shall prevail. And so that's what I try to tell people. I'm like, look, you need to get right with God. If I'm trying to counsel somebody or talk to somebody about their problem, just listening is the greatest thing you can do. But then after listening to them and letting them dump their problems on me, I say, you know, really, you really didn't talk about this. I've got to ask you, what's your relationship like with, like with God? Like, where do you stand with God? And, and that's always like the core of their problem. I'm like, your spiritual life's fucked. And your, your material world is a byproduct of that. There you go. Well, it's the thing. Yeah. That's uh, what I've heard a lot is uh, the number one question. If you died right now, are you 100% sure that you would go to heaven? Because you can be 100% sure you'll go to heaven. But right. this but yeah, also not going right. to do the sermon here. <laughs> right, but also there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot of other stuff to that too. But yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
All right. Yeah. So that's that, that's the, that's my message. Yeah. Float, relax, know God. Um, <laughs> got, dial out of the fear porn. It's an offer that you don't have to take, but we choose to take out of convenience. And you know, like for example, like I've just grown up with Hollywood because that's what my parents grew up with, and they didn't know any better. My parent, my mom and dad didn't know about Zog and and all the Jews that run the Hollywood studios, mm-hmm. and they didn't know anything about that. They thought that they were just people, just like me and you. Uh, they like to entertain and they're, they're, they're decent people. No, they're most of them are sick, sick that run Hollywood are just, just sickos mm-hmm. and uh, they don't believe in anything. I was just talking about how your parents, like I grew up loving Hollywood because I didn't know better because my parents didn't know better. And they thought just like every other person in the world, this is what we should watch and consume. And so it's our duty as I think a lot of us are black sheep in our respective families to wake up from these collective delusions and to lead other people into the light through truth and living a life that is truthful and righteous. And you're not sinning. That way you can call out sin. You can't call out sin if you're a sinner. It, it's very hard to do. You're a hypocrite. You don't have the energetic uh, capacity to uphold the truth if you are actively engaged in that sin. And I don't know what people think of sin, but for me, it's the basic without, without God. You're stepping outside of alignment of God's shining truth to sin in the darkness. And it's like abortion. Why don't I want, why don't these people want abortion to be illegal? It's because they want to keep getting away with their sin. It's as simple as that. Most people don't want change. They want to lie. They want to do all these things to hide and protect their sin. So just live righteously. You live righteously. You live a clean life. You, you sleep good at night, and you have the capacity to call out sin and to help people. So just get right with yourself. Like the truth is within. The kingdom of with heaven is within. And so the whole gospel of the float tank is to just give you a tool to reach that inner God voice that is trying to speak to you, your inner intuition, the, the divinity within, the kingdom of heaven within is accessible. That's why meditation is important. But how can you meditate? When your refrigerator's going, when your cat's run up against you, when your phone's beeping, when there's Wi-Fi signals, 5G in the air. And so the float tank offers an opportunity to disconnect at the deepest level uh, and reach stillness that uh, a meditator would take maybe 20 years in a cave to achieve that you can maybe after an hour or two, some people are already there. Hmm. And for those that aren't, it, it, it offers that uh, an opportunity to peel, start peeling back some of these layers and it, and it brings you into a greater alignment, higher consciousness. And yeah, whatever you believe, even you know Jesus, Buddha, these higher entities come and talk to you and guide you, angels, whatever. Whatever the universe says, this is what's going to get this person to listen to, to me, which is your own inner stuff. And so what I, the cosmology of float universe uh, is not taking from Jesus. And, and Jesus even says, even the least amongst you will be greater than me. So there's a lot of things that I don't call myself a Christian because I don't fall in a lot of lines with a lot of these satanic churches and what they push and believe. So for me, I've had this esoteric Christianity through inner searching and like there's like I believe Jesus' teaching the Tao Te Ching. You know, there's ancient religions that precede Jesus' life on this earth. Is there one truth? What is he teaching? Where does it come from? Did he spend time in India? There's all kinds of questions. And a lot of these things we'll never have the answer to. So just find your inner peace, inner stillness. That voice within will come forth and it will guide 
So I'm just giving people an opportunity to, or, or showing them a tool potentially that can help them relax. You know, that's my mission at this point is to just help by helping people chill out. <laughs> help by helping people chill out. Right on. And yeah, and you, you, you come into greater awareness, you realize that the Jews are running Hollywood. <laughs> oh, yeah. And the banking system. And Added benefit. The, yeah, a lot of the financial <laughs> system and the pharmaceutical system and the medical system and the... Yeah, everything. Yeah, and everything. Uh, hush now. Mm. Come on. Mm. Not everything. Pretty but much. Then, it, and then the highest level is sinking into that heart of love the sinner, hate the sin. Hate the sin, love the sinner. That's the goal for everybody is to be able to say, you know what, that's wrong, you shouldn't be doing that, but to love them at the same time, not want to, you know, kill yeah, but them. Also, but also after a, a while, you're, like, been if you've been demon-possessed for long enough, you're just fucked. So, I, I, you know? You're just a rip. After a while, you make the conscious choice to be in rebellion against the natural yeah. way of things, and, uh, and you are damned. You are damned. And you finally and decide. You choose not to be, I think, though. I think that's the whole point of the miracle is it was always there. And yeah, no, it's a choice. It's always a choice. in your own cage. Yeah. It's always a choice. No, they always they always give you a choice. They make you do the de- the decision. <clears throat> whether it's whatever it is, you know. Right. It's, it's uh, an offer. Yeah, it's always an offer. Well, Float, thank you for coming by, man. Guys, it's been fantastic. And um, we'll have to have you back on again sometime. Because we we didn't and, get to and likewise we bring it over to mine and uh, yeah for sure. Uh, how do you process the file from uh, Zoom or no Skype? Because we did Skype for a while, but I'm like, man, it's such a pain in the ass to get the audio file. Oh no, I I have a separate recording. Ah, uh, okay, that makes sense. Yes. Okay, you guys don't like Zoom? No, I don't use any Not of that a crap. Fan. Yeah, so I just use we we just record the Skype call. I have um, shitty ass audacity. Free. Uh, Don't well, give away our secret. I know our secret is we use free software. No, I have some God. other stuff, but like I record it in Audacity because it records it into a decent MP3 file, and then I yeah, just like really day. poor wizards. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I used Skype for a long time, and then when the pandemic came around, everybody started using Zoom, and all these podcasters like I do Zoom only, bro. I'm like, okay, well, so now I'm like a Zoom only person, but nah. you guys brought me back to the Skype side. I like I've done a Zoom show. I did a. Uh, I did a Zoom podcast, and I did a, a Google Meets the other day. It, Ralph's show was the Google Meets, but yeah, I mean it, they're all oh, the, the same. Kill stream. Yeah, they they all suck. Kill like like Skype, Google Meets, uh, Zoom. They're all free. They they're all, all they're they all, all garbage. Throttle yeah, their services. Yeah, they're all garbage. That's all. Like if if South Korea can have like seventy gigabits, you know, out in the boonies, <laughs> you know, and and I can't get. I can't, you know, I can't pay $200 for decent Wi-Fi at my place. But we totally had a landline phone call to the moon in 1969. That's for another episode. Totally. Makes sense. Yeah. Anyways. That's a deep dive there. But yeah, yeah, man. Thanks again. You guys have been great. And Grognak, there didn't have much to say, but hey. He's Sometimes the it's just better to listen in life. That's his job. I'm behind the monitor usually, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah. our dungeon master. When can this? Uh, when can I? Or when's this going to be posted? We'll have it. I'll have. We'll have this up for you uh, tomorrow. Cool. Well, yeah. Throw it in my, in my Telegram, and then I'll repost it from there. Absolutely. Sounds right, good. Did you, did you share your at for your Telegram with us oh, yeah. yet, so we can DM you? 
Oh yeah, I'll send it to you. Yes. It's just All right. float underscore universe. Or float universe two is the other one because the main one got uh deleted. Well is that your is that your channel name? Yeah. Okay. Float underscore universe is your channel. Awesome. I will make sure to put that in the show notes. Yeah. And then the main one is just Instagram at float. Oh, everything else is just at float universe. And the main attraction is the Instagram account. All right. Uh, your good. Instagram is at sure float universe. That. Yeah. At float universe. All wonderful. Right. Cool. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, brother. Likewise, you guys take care. God bless. And we'll see you next time. You All are right. mind as always, always a pleasure. All right. You too, man. All right. Peace. See ya. God bless you. Yeah. Likewise. Nice. Uh, that was uh, Float from Float University. <laughs> that was fun. That was fun. Um, Man, we hit a lot of different topics. A lot of interesting topics, a lot of points to cover. Um, yeah, you should see the notes. It's like the season seven notes. Oh, I'm sure. It's a little bit of everything. <laughs> well, he's like uh, trying to feel earlier, us out. It's like he's, he's been listening to us for two years. Yeah, I know, right? Pretty interesting. All right. Well, we've got a creepypasta for you coming up, and we will see you Tuesday on the Nationalist Inquirer over on Pilled.net, DLive, and Odyssey. Uh, don't forget to check out um, our new website, paranormies.com. Get hooked up on the RSS. I don't know what to tell you people who want to download it off the website. We're not putting them up on the website for them to be downloaded. We don't have that kind of bandwidth. Sorry. Yeah, that... We do not have the kind of space or bandwidth for that. If we did that, every single time you tried to click on something on the website, it would take a minute and a half to open. We can't do that. <laughs> this is the we easiest have, thing that yeah, we can we don't do. Have the, we don't have the money, the fundage, to make it all downloadable like that. Sorry. Because if we went on to anywhere where we could do that, like Google Podcasts or Amazon or whatever, we'd get shut down like right away. So... We're not doing it. So uh, we will have seasons five, six, and seven. Uh, season seven is up on, on the website right now, but seasons five and six will be uploaded on the RSS very soon, I promise. Uh, seasons one through four can be found on the archive that is linked on the website. So, all right, we're going to get out of here, and we will see you later. Time travel makes you gay. Before the confrontation with the Aboleth, at one point in my past... I remember the feeling of earthly soil between my toes. Or at least, I think I know what that sensation was. The feeling of wind, the sting of frost, and the changes in climate in the time before the dream. It was like a marker for the passage of, well, time. A way for the scenery to change when the days had passed, to remind us of the grand cycle. I may not fully remember these things, but I do share their memories. Someone remembers the grass, the leaves, and the snow, the budding, blooming green that brings a rebirth of life to the standing organisms around the chamber temple. There was once a time when we could not serve daydreaming, when men worked till sweat crested their brows 
and their hands became calloused and blistered from grappling artificial appendages. Humans were said to have once been nothing but an amalgamation of servers and service technicians. Organic calculators and robust engineering proteins that spread contagion and malice among what history considered nature. Professors of the post-industrial dystopia did not understand the cognitive mass calibration that could occur if the mundane was left behind. The abyss is all we need. To be one with the ever-flowing rhythm where we can pass our collective consciousness forth, those who dwell within our sanctum are ever a part of our mind, and those outside are waiting and wanting. We will draw them into the undertow, a full psychic siphoning that will occur in fragmentation. None will escape. We have been here before we can remember civilization. We will be here when synchronization is finally achieved. Everything that brought you to us is a rite of passage you have achieved. Or it is a birthright. Or it is clandestine before you. You belong here with us, in the abyss. You can remember the snow and soil forever. I will give you my memories of snow and soil, soot, and sulfur. I will share with you my secrets of alchemical comedies or tragic misanthropy. You can remind us what it was like to see living tissue through microscopic conditioning. We will show you the confrontation of your adolescence. Welcome to the Abyss. We are Legion.